We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to Salt Ships and Scudabar, a World of Warships podcast, episode number 32 in the breaking news. My co-host, Captain Green, he is down for the count. He, the, the, the referee tapped him out at 10, he is officially soft. You've heard it here first. I have a stand-in co-host, his second time running in Mr. Pickles. Greetings, Mr. Pickles. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for inviting me back on the show. Uh, last time it was with Greeny, but as you said, he is soft. So uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to try it this time with you, Greifer. And, you know, it's those dodgy Chinese buffets. You really can never predict them. He, he probably had his green vegetables. Apparently he woke up, wasn't he ate some food. He went out to a Chinese buffet. He stuffed himself. So it wasn't burritos, but he stuffed himself. And um, he, he, he put up his hand going, I'm not feeling well. I'm soft. <laughs> but in all honesty, greeting, hope you, hopefully you feel better. And we've got to introduce you to something called Vindaloo. Oh yeah, for sure. And how's your week been then, uh, Mr. Pickles? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. I have to say the um, the randoms battles in World of Warships have not been great. Uh, <laughs> the anniversary <sighs> event has been bringing out the best and worst of the player base. You're either uh, on the steamroll or you're being steamrolled. That's right. There's no escaping it. Um, so, you know, a little bit of ranked, some operations... Uh, you can, hey, PSA, everyone, if you are having trouble getting your base XP uh, for the anniversary event, you can do them in operations. You can so do just, them in clan battles, the too. Out there. That's true. That's true. And uh, this week, we're joined third time lucky with a, a frequent guest now, frequent flyer guest. Welcome back, Sea Lord Montbatten. How are you doing? Good, sir. I am doing very similarly to how Mr. Pickles is doing with this anniversary event. It's 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 been a, an emotional roller coaster this week with uh, the random battles this week, and also trying out everyone's new favorite German ship, the Anhalt, mm. in it's, random battles. Especially at high tiers, it's been difficult. Yeah, yeah, everyone trying to get as many of those super containers as they can get, and I know we're supposed to talk about those later, but yeah, my rewards from those have been very interesting this week as well. I'll, I'll go through mine when oh, we yeah. get down to that. We'll definitely yeah, get there. get ahead of myself there, but yeah, that, that's, that's been an experience. And how's, how is it living in Louisiana with a functioning air conditioner for the last couple of months? So, fun story, the air conditioner in my house got fixed, now the air conditioner in my car went out, so that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't win. I, I, I don't know. What, what about opening a window and traveling at a high speed, natural air conditioning? It's still like, it's just turbocharged Louisiana, 120% humidity, 98 degree air. It, you don't feel the sweat when you're going that fast, but I mean, eventually it catches up to you. <laughs> you just condense faster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it keeps the, the, the plastic on the interior hydrated, though. That, that's that's good. You do, you do I realize... tell you what, though. You do win something, though, because I saw you won a trophy. Yes, I, I did. I took one of my other vehicles to a car show, 
and I won best in my category at that car show. Congratulations. What was the name of that car show, if you don't mind me asking? Um, it was the Shrimp and Petroleum Festival car show. <laughs> hey, as long as you didn't enter an Aztec, ve Aztec vehicle, I'm sure anything else could win. Well, see, it also helped. Aztec, not not the best well it helped that it rained and out of the 130 cars registered about 42 showed up so that that may have had something to do with it too but it, it could be do you remember I'm, I'm gonna show my age but um once upon a time when it rained people didn't drive their cars because they didn't want to get the car wet or underneath to get the undercarriage whatever car they used to leave it in the garage you couldn't drive your car in the rain once upon a time it was frowned upon what Maybe. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was it was before my time, but I remember people saying oh. it used to be bad yeah. for cars to drive it in the rain. Well, it was before galvanized steel, right? Bugger uh, if I know. You know, we were all alive when Italians were still making cars, so <laughs> it was it was when <laughs> I, I've never never heard of Chrysler it. Chrysler still exists. That, yeah, true. It was apparently when you had to lubricate your chassis and they had to grease it underneath it. I have no idea. Oh, I still have to do that. Well, there are still grease fittings in cars. As yeah. as a car person, I can assure you, if you look under modern cars, you will still find grease fittings. The issue is that usually they've never been greased. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's lovely to have you back, Sea Lord. And we won't ask you for any local greetings because we've heard them once or twice, but we do. Well, I've got. A, um, a question for you. So in the roadmap, we see that we're getting another USBB line. What are your thoughts on adding a tech tree line for something that didn't exist? It's purely paper-based. So there are so many other lines or designs that the US Navy did have that were realistic chances of being a BB line or other BBs. What BB class would you have liked to have seen instead of the proposed hypocrisy of hybrids? Well, rather than that, you know, it would have been nice to maybe get a tech line, South Dakota branch, maybe more, or, or, or like we could finally get the official um, tech line premium secondary American battleships. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than, you know, be forced to either well at Santa at the Santa container event or for black Friday to get, you know, the mass V and then the Georgia, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe have South Dakota and then, you know, maybe one of the other proto Iowa designs with a more normalized main battery rather than the 18 inch guns of the Georgia. And then like I've been saying for years, you know, Louisiana at tier 10, but not this Louisiana. <laughs> this, this Louisiana. Uh, that's yeah. got a sting. That's got a sting. I'm it, sorry. Dude, it does. It's... I thought maybe it'd be a you know secondary uh, Montana, 16-inch guns with slightly, slightly less sigma like the Massachusetts, but with the uh, five inches geared more towards brawling like the Ohio's. Um, and, and, and then I, I, I get this abomination for my state. I, I've got hey, to, I've got to say, it, right. it, no, it is an abomination. It is, and you'll probably get something like AP dive bombers. Yeah, probably. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I think they included the planes on the image of the Louisiana. I don't remember exactly. Um, uh, but I think those are just concept drawings, too. They don't look too refined just yet. And, yeah, and it I'm might sure change, be something great. It'll change a hundred times before it's released, obviously. Yeah, um, and what's really weird, too, is it doesn't have the fourth turret, because 
the Louisiana was like it, it that's another thing too like it, it, this was a historically supposed to be a Montana class battleship and it the kill was laid down um granted you know technically they could have you know changed it as they were building her to make a you know a giant tumor on it um but <laughs> it, it just hurts so much last battleship laid down and named by the u.s navy and this happens to it in game ah oh, look i remember when the battleship line came out sorry the current alternate bb line of kansas minnesota and vermont and there was a furor again why didn't you do the south dakota um, class line or do something else what, why this abomination of wide ships etc etc and they seem to really miss the mark for the US battleships it, it's it's like it for me it feels like it's a meme to them for these alternate lines yeah I I, I, I don't know what's going through their head uh, maybe the cells of the Kearsarge were that great that they think they could make a tech line out of it and people would, would I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure plenty of players will play it regardless, but it's oh, just, just, it's not fun to be griefed by them when you, when you're dodging shells and every two, three minutes they're launching planes that you can shoot down one, maybe two after they've launched their strike, but they get a maximum reload again in three minutes to hit you between their um, yeah, shell that, reloads. That, 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 that's the thing too, how you can lose all your planes in the squadron. It literally doesn't matter because you get, the exact same amount of planes in two minutes either way mm-hmm. well let's hope let's hope one day we'll get a um a secondary build line for the u.s battleships because i reckon that would be actually a lot of fun to play considering how many people love playing the massachusetts and georgia and we've even had people swear black and blue over secondary build montanas please don't do it yes um, yep please no <laughs> so this is technically the fourth american battleship line if you include mass georgia and then ohio it is yeah i think um i think what's going through their heads is more that they want something significantly different and a lot of people who've been playing the game for a long time wouldn't necessarily wail for something significantly different but just want more of the and and i might be speaking out of turn here but but at least for me I want more of the historic designs, yes. even if they aren't terribly new or don't have a crazy gimmick that we haven't seen yet. But, but, um, I just want to see the more historic ships because there are storied ships that just aren't in the game yet. Yes. And I think that's another thing we'll get to later. But at least for your state, <laughs> uh, your ship is coming in at a high tier and uh, and it's not the maryland which i dread ever being added to the game <laughs> at all whatsoever because the last thing i want is another california i was, I was gonna say gimmick wise like we had the new spanish t10 destroyer that the f key um like it, it's that's no longer the aerial realm of super ships uh, they, they could add a gimmick yeah. that would make it more accurate bb guns maybe or longer range secondaries or oh my god i use dfa and it's actually going to shoot down planes before they hit me type thing that they could do many so many things that would make this line that would be so much better other than making it a hybrid I, i'm sorry but there's a lot of that in, in legends apparently where they have these weird consumables that like make your secondaries more accurate for like 40 seconds or you can, I think there's even something they're talking about adding in Legends where you can assist someone with repairing their ship if you're close enough to them, a la mm-hmm. Warp Under. Mm-hmm. 
And they also have manually controlled secondaries. They do, yes. they do. I played that on the, not on the Legends, I played that on the phone app, uh, whatever that is for World of Warships, and you can manually control Let's... the secondaries as well. That would be kind of fantastic, I'm not going to lie. It would that, would be... have been, that would have been a nice game. Cool. For this but I think, I think Wargaming is moving in a different direction as far as more manual control versus less manual control. Uh, and I think CVs, we'll CVs of manual ASW. <laughs> but yeah, I do believe um, though you've got a, a question as well, Mister Pickles. I do, I do have a question for specifically for you, Mountbatten, and I'm really glad I get to ask this in in a, oh. in a public place. Uh, oh. I have a a bone to pick here, okay? Because I've I've been watching your reviews recently of of the the ships coming out, specifically Anhalt. Um, ah. the most recent one and um as you know and i know and halt um has situational uh ap and he and you might have to switch them out occasionally one might mm -hmm. have to even be an expert at loading and yet you refuse to take expert loader and also and halt goes 25 knots without a speed flag and yes. yet you risk so what is the point what is the point of taking basics of survivability over expert loader and brisk i i know that it's the standard tank build but i i want to hear your reasoning behind it my reasoning behind it is that i think i was out of commander xp to respect the commander <laughs> Um, and I didn't feel like spending 500 blooms resetting the commander for the Anhalt to yeah, just go okay. back and, th and then reset him again for the, for the Preussen. Um, that and see, I thought about that after the review too, because okay. I kind of just threw a commander on him on stream and then I just ran with that for the night. Mm. He, he's, he's a point us wise. How much was the most expensive Anhalt package? If you bought that. Uh, it was like a hundred and I think it's hundred forty, hundred fifty. So that I, that's, check. I, have the, the, I have the premium shop so here. So that, that's literally two AAA titles that you could get brand new games. Yeah, I think, I think it was like forty nine thousand, fifty thousand blooms, I think. So and at most they give you a fourteen no, okay, point cap. Not that high. Not. No. I might be thinking. No, the, I think that. I think uh, that's the cat. The the Anhalt Admiral pack with a ten point captain, the commander, and the Sea Lord camouflage. Oh, they kept it in? I thought they changed the name. Uh, did they? Did they? Hold on. Permanent like Camouflage Legend of the Ocean. Uh, <laughs> they changed it so that they wouldn't have to pay you royalties, right? Uh, that is only $98.99. Oh, only 98 Okay. I think it was the cat okay, package yeah. I was thinking of. Right. The unsuitable yeah. saying. I think that was like $1. I was going to say, for a new boat like this, if they want to drum up sales potentially, if for 150, yeah, it's two AAA titles. If they offered a 21-point captain with this boat, how many more people would spend that 50, 60 bucks to get a captain like that? Oh, all of them. A fair few, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon that would be an absolute no-brainer because, uh, look, I, I've got tw plenty of 21-point captains, but some people don't have more than one or two. If you could give them a 21-point captain... Even if you charge the two hundred bucks, they'd probably make a killing from that. I have some friends who recently picked up the game. God help them. 
and you, you you need to be committed to for it and, and nah, yes, glad that they're they, enjoying the game they, they struggled for a while and you know i said okay you play the game figure out what you like and when you find a line you like stick with it and the first thing you should spend your coal on is the special captain for that country and uh and one of my friends picked kuznetsov you know he, he liked the russian battleships i was like cool get the most overpowered and broken commander in the game uh and and go for it and really stick to to just putting all of your commander xp on that one captain to get it to 21 points and that that really helped because once mm. he got that first one to 21 points it snowballed very quickly and i and they nerfed it oh they, they nerfed <laughs> i i used to re recommend something similar i wouldn't say the coal captains because i always said go for a ship but in the old operations, he already he already, already might have gotten uh, one or two premiums by that point. Fair enough. I used to recommend in the old operations doing it per week and getting the nations. If he four starred an event, he used to get a ten point captain. Um, so even so, that way, if you were grinding slowly, if you had T six or seven, um, you do these operations and get these commanders, these four uh, ten point commanders. And that will give you a leg up of going down any line, and um, that's that's how I used to recommend it. But that, that is no longer an option. That's true, and unfortunately for several classes like DDs, you really need ten points minimum. Oh yes, right, especially yeah. when you're talking like tier seven plus. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I would even say T T five T six. If if it depends which DD you're doing. Like if you're doing a Japanese or a US DD or even Royal Navy, where you need your detection to be better. You can't go in with a three or four point captain. You're you're gimping yourself. If you're like if you're French or Russian that you can play a bit of range with, um, th that's different. But again, it comes down to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Moving on with the agenda this week, we're going to look at Wargaming's seventh anniversary. So the times upon us where. Wargaming are granting t for T10 and Tier 11. I oh, know they're super ships. Um, if you get a win with them, you get a super container. Not a win, a 300 base XP. Apologies. It used to be a win, but they changed that. The event runs until early October, I believe the 13th or 14th from memory. There is a new feature this year, but you can get extra containers for earning the base XP in a game based upon the number of vessels that you own. And I've got over 500, yes. I keep all my ships because of events like this. Um, every time I got over 1,200 base XP, win or loss, I got five extra rewards I could unlock those containers with. So this means you can grind through the rewards a lot quicker. Gentlemen, how have you found the the anniversary so far, the method of obtaining containers, and have you been happy with your rewards? <laughs> um, I like the method. Because I don't have as many as you have, but obviously, like grabbing every premium ship that comes out to review, um, I, th I think I'm at like 350 something right now. So, you know, getting three at a time is a, a lot more convenient than having to try and cram 300 and something battles in this event, even though it, it, it is a much longer event than um, they usually do because they seem to be shifting more toward the, the long time events, which I'm very happy about too. Mm. But the method I like, the rewards, um, 
not so much. I don't know what's going on with my super containers, but on stream on Friday night, I got six super containers in a row with the 50 pack of the uh, green um, level XP boosters in a row. <laughs> I think on the seventh one, I got free XP. And then after that, I got a week of premium time. So that helps yeah. my 700 days of premium time, you know. Uh, I, I I did the sad thing. I opened um, 80 super containers on stream. Um, I only got one steel at 1500. I actually got 5,000 doubloons. That's 0.5% of a chance. I, I got lots of doubloons. I got 67 days of premium. So I got one seven day and I got 230 days. Um, 200 thousand free xp i got lots of combat flags but yeah that, those 6.5 percent um tier 2 economic bonuses which are a waste in my opinion i, I got i reckon half my containers were those at the 6.5 percent really? and that they were i I'll, i'll get the vod i'm going to put it on youtube even with what i was saying on, on the stream and um it was pretty frustrating getting so many of those in all honesty in my opinion see and that that's Absolutely. supposed to be a 23% chance of those and you had half, half of those were one of those like, yeah um, I might have got some of the blue ones but uh, those ones weren't as bad they're 2% as well um, but I don't know why the combat flags are so low at, like I've got the page up for the super container drop rate it's like four of like you get a set of four then you get four of each isn't it or is it more you get it's more uh... um so you get 50 of the tier 2 economic you get 100 combat flags but you get 25 okay. of the tier 3 economic flags right yeah that's like an evening really yeah it, so it's... i i didn't have good luck either uh funny enough i thought okay i have basically every tier 5 and and if there's a tier 5 that i don't have like like kamikaze or kamikaze R or any of those broken, overpowered ones that don't exist anymore. If I get one of those, I'll be happy, you know, obviously. Um, and, and, and you know how Wargaming rewards like to start you at the lower tiers and then mm. move you up and then give mm -hmm. you rare stuff. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I have enough tier 10s. I have a little over 200 ships. Um, and I opened them all, and I ended up with 4,000 doubloons. 21 days of premium so i got three seven days um you know to add to my 700 days of premium and um and then it was just all economic bonuses and 400 debt flags oh, that, that's and actually did, not bad those are useful they're, yes. they're useful yeah yeah but i did get a ship oh. uh, i i got the vaunted the desired uh, Marblehead Lima. Oh, I nearly thought you said FR25. No, no, I got the Marblehead Lima, uh, and... Don't sell it, it because it, it you could get it at it Christmas. Stung. Yeah, I know. I have to leave it in my port next to the regular Marblehead. And it's just... It's a 10 out of 10 ship. What are you talking about? I, 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 well, I, nobody I, knows about the 8-kilometer torps, obviously. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a secret weapon. I admit that I must have got a ship in my pool because I got a uh, doubloon value of 1,500, and the, the only ones on the drop tables for, for that are 
um, published by Wargaming are 1,000 dubs or 5,000. So I got a tier 5 ship uh, because that was the doubloon equivalent. That's what I was going to uh, ask you. Because yeah. Yeah, you have, it sounds like you have all the ships. I have all the ships, yeah. I should also note that I already used all my RNG for the year like two weeks ago when I got the random super container from the quill container. And then I got Nikolai out of it. Oh, so true. Yeah. I, I should have Point zero five. Yeah, but I, I've heard of a lot of other players. Um, I'll give. I'll mention Punk Boy Andy. He said he got the Fujin, which is point zero five percent. So he's got a one point five percent on a super container, and then he's picked up the Fujin with a point zero five. So some people I've heard other people getting paired to Nikolai. Um, there have been some really rare boat pickups from these super containers. So congratulations to those players because yeah. it, it's Absolutely. it comes out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen quite a few players get quite some quite decent ships out of it. So I, my luck's just not good. Is is the Caesar <laughs> in super containers anymore? It is. Um, I heard Car- Carbine Kalito picked it up yeah. from his super it's containers. Okay. Yeah. I still got some um, tier tens but... I gotta get through. A lot of the a lot of the really good tier fives have been and and lower have been removed from the Christmas containers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as of about, yeah. as of last year. But they're still in super containers, so you can still technically get them. Yeah, I, I um, don't know I why they wanna... removed them from Christmas because if anything, that would generate more. That's what right. I thought. More sales. Yeah. Um, but I, I did want to touch on something about the the distribution method, uh, and and it really kind of surprised me a few people were genuinely confused by the um the screen that comes up you know obviously you you get your 1300 base xp and you get your two or three or four or five rewards rewards, and you can click on the side there in the you know in the normal menu and it'll bring up this list of your ships that still have rewards to pick from. The problem is that it pre-highlights the top however many, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts at the tier 10, so of course. But for, for most of the people that I was playing with yesterday and, and today, they wanted to play the tier 10s and 9s and 8s and get the rewards on the lower ones without playing them because they don't like playing tier five or six or seven. Ooh, and, yeah. and they were confused about how to go about, you know, you have to un- uncheck all of the uh, first five or 10 or 15 or 20 rewards. Cause a lot of people would just run it down in, you know, six or seven games and then go to redeem them. Uh, and it was, it was actually confusing for quite a few, few people to figure out the menu. <laughs> uh, some people thought that they could just play one ship at tier 10 that they really liked and just keep stacking rewards. <laughs> so they played three or four games in the same ship and weren't getting any more rewards. So, Yeah, it, look, it, it probably took me one go, but once I worked it out, it was pretty straightforward for those rewards. Like, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's I, I can see how, how they could be confused by it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not clear. Yeah. It, it should let you I was, I was making fun of at the time but obviously you know uh look i, I picked boats i don't have captains on especially some of the tech trees all my cvs are t10 right. I, I didn't want to play them um so I, I used boats i just didn't want to play like oh absolutely but which which boat was your first which boat was your first uh passover 
Which is which is the one you clicked on first? All of all CVs at tier ten and super ships. So okay, I don't mean to butt into the conversation, but I just went in and I had a few containers that I didn't open up, and I I, I just got the Caesar. Congratulations, Julius is in. Oh my god. See, you said your RNG was bad. You've got two very rare seal clubbing boats. I'm going to detonate in my first batch in like CDs on Wednesday. I... No, 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 no. All you, right. you, you have... I'm playing the game for the year now. Tomorrow, you have to play the first game in Julius is in. No matter what happens, you have to upload it to um, YouTube. Yeah, well, you have Monday's video now. Yeah, yeah, there I do. <laughs> Monday's video. Yep. Oh my god. Now, I do believe there are some negatives or cons of the event, though. So, in previous years... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe this was only at Christmas time, but I thought this was for the anniversary as well. Maybe it was camouflages, but I thought we got coal for the tier 5 through 7. Was that Christmas, or did we get camouflage? Okay, so that's... That was just Christmas. Yeah, because yeah. you had the... They did the token system, where yep. from, like, I think 9... Tier 8, you got one token. Tier 9, you got two. Tier 10, you got three. And then you could choose if you wanted, like, a, a Santa container, large Santa container. That's right, that's right. Mega Santa container. And then from Tier 7 down, it was coal. Yep, I like I like coal, so may, I'll, I'll talk about it. That's not a con. That That's just a figment of my um, Southern Hemisphere uh, imagination. But um, going on to the economic rewards... Um, if you got the tier 3 ones, you only got 3 of them. So, like, I got the free XP 2400, well, tier 3 economic, I got 3 to use. Um, that was some of those. Uh, these, are, these are for the anniversary containers, not super containers. So when you get the playing your tier 9 vessels and you get your common right. um, flags or you get your rare flags, the rare flags only drop 3 of those tier 3 economic ones. So, um... And even even for the common ones, uh, they're only a, f a few in number, so you could grind all your tier 8 and 9 vessels, and you're going to get very little in the end. And um, I actually think those numbers are a bit stingy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure about the, the back-end economic system that, that Wargaming is working with, but it certainly feels like we're getting less. Yes, it does. Oh, 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 I, I ranted about this on YouTube a month or two ago. Um, we, we're still getting the same numbers, so Wargaming never lied about that. We're still earning the same amount of credits, XP, ship XP, commander XP, if not more on some of them. But where they've really gone stingy is... You used to get X amount of special dragon flags or all of those ones um, every right. so often getting these new economic bonuses instead of these flags is super rare the level four ones are like completing each one of those leagues in um clan battles um mm. it, it is super stingy on how they deal them out so yes you, you can still earn what you once did but you don't get the resources to earn what you did i'm also wondering too if maybe they're being stingy right now because veteran players like myself and Pretty much everyone in here like i, I have like three thousand of each of the boosters um on my account of the yeah. lower tier ones for sure yes yeah and the, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like the red ones i think i have like 70 
and the yeah. blue ones i may have like a thousand here and there then like you know 500 here and there so i'm just wondering if they're being stingy for now for us to like grind through they... or like not grind through, burn through those boosters that they may maybe have maybe they'll crank it up afterwards but I, I don't know i wish i knew how they did that algorithm because i've got an alt um yeah. so i've got 70 of the t4 free xp ones on my alt that had less camos less combat flags i have 168 of the t4 free xp and I have no idea how I have more on another account, but less on my main one that has more of the camouflage, had hundreds of more camouflages and signal flags. Did it take a look at how much free XP I had on the account and go, oh, you've got too many, so we're just going to gimp you. And the other one, because it doesn't have a lot, it, it put it all into the higher end stuff. It, they never did share that algorithm and how that was going to be distributed. Yeah, because, like the top tier cam um boost it's not like you know that that's like one spring sky camo they said that like those top tier boosts was like if you had the spring sky camo and all the super yes. economic flags and all the basic flags equipped so right. i don't think they ever shared like you said exactly how they calculated what you'd get after did they I, no i remember they showed a calculator I, like, yeah, yeah. yeah i've got a copy of the calculator that's just putting in that's ones just like and, to see what you would get to get what you get yes match, yeah. and so we earned the same if not more but we they what how we get it or what we get now is what's being really gimped i think yeah, the, the the biggest the issue, issue. i think the biggest issue is that if <laughs> i i was always sort of running out of like one dragon flag I would be running out of the commander XP one or the free XP one or the credits one. Me too. And then I would have plenty of the others. And I think the issue is that when they did the changeover, if you were really low on one of those dragon flags, that sort of dragged down your overall numbers for the red boosters. Whereas on your alt account, you might have only uh you you might have only done you know one or two of the campaigns or one or two of the events and gotten 20 or 30 or 40 of each of the dragon flags and not really burned them because you were on an alt account right and that's why uh since you had sort of an even number uh so 40 of everything is better than a hundred of most of them and zero of one. No, I, uh, for me personally, I wish I took screenshots. I was always the four to yeah. five hundreds of the special dragon flags of each of them. I was never okay. low. Um, that, that, that's, that's why that's I was weird. surprised. Now that you mentioned it, I'm, I'm looking at the, my account now and I have one red uh, credit booster. Everyone only got one. One red XP booster and then I have 36 of the free XP and then 36 of the commander XP. That's I feel like I had more boosters than that on my account when this switch happened. And I could, I could log yeah. in, as I said, into my alt account. Don't get me wrong, I had only about 20 or 30 of the dragon flags and spring skies and so forth. I played it in clan battles, that's when I maxed it. But it was definitely a weaker account signal, signal and camouflage-wise compared to my main. But it, it got more tier 4 rewards... But my main one, I've got like 4,000 free XP at tier 2 like of the yeah. economic bonus. And on my on my alt, I only got about 200. So it, it, it didn't make sense on how it distributed. It yeah. seemed to say, oh, you've got so many rewards, we're just going to give you the crap ones. But that, that, that's 
maybe we'll maybe we'll go back and look at economics in a few weeks and see how that's gone um also for this anniversary we've got a new event uh, look it's a battleship it's called strike um strike parcel um if you ever played the game battleship um it's similar to that it's it's a limited time not lim it's a limited time event but limited entry you only get x amount of entries um and from this event you get festive event tokens you can buy some of these tokens for 900k credits you get 200 um you can spend 800 community tokens to get 200 festive token events up to four so that's um that would be 600 and then from some of these you can get a t7 economic package for a t7 boat what do you think of this festive event um gentlemen you can get camouflages as well which mean nothing do you think it's a lot of effort just describing it sounds very complex to get some some t7 stuff which isn't that high so i'm just confused at how i'm supposed to drift my battleship piece true so you can shoot at the aliens yeah exactly i, I yeah, yeah it doesn't really explain how to do that in the tutorial <laughs> so i'm very confused I think uh, I think the biggest issue for me, of course, uh, and I was discussing this with a few people earlier. What would you spend your tier seven economic package on? Because I think I think the the biggest problem, in my opinion, with with grinding through tech tree lines in this game, is tier seven. I, I now so more because they they changed matchmaker to favor. To make it more right. balanced for tier eight and tier nine, so tier seven is the poor cousin that gets up to it so often. I I can think of like two ships, Eisenau, and maybe Colorado afterwards. If I want to like fully tier five ships, Fiji all the way. Colorado, just just play West Virginia if you want to. If you want to play Colorado, true, so. true, true, true. Because it's basically got the exact same guns and it's a, a better matchmaking. Yeah. yeah. See, Nisenau isn't a bad choice because technically it is better than Sharnhorst for tier seven ranked. Well, and it can hit stuff now after the uh, they got the American Battleship version. Very true. <laughs> so you can play you, you play it like a Siegfried when it gets up to your. And not that well. not that not that you play Siegfried anymore, of course. No, I I, I haven't forgiven Wargaming yet. I will never forgive Wargaming for no, that. No, not till they fix it. Nope. Nope. Oh, give me back Siegfried's secondaries. The, the, <laughs> well, the Napoli was the real kick in the face. But, we we, yeah, we yeah, will yeah. talk about the, the um yeah. something else similar oh, to we're Siegfried. Gonna, we're going to be talking about Siegfried. It's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yet, but I, yeah, I haven't it's... played the event, but I, I've heard it's fun. I've heard it's actually really challenging. Like, the AI is like Skynet. A lot of times, so the, that's the not AI is using the the true strats, right? The the mathematical strategy of you know finding ships, and mm -hmm. uh, it is it is quite difficult to actually beat the AI unless you use the same strats and just get luckier. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think the 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 big issue is that you know a, a lot of people are just going to be going in and randomly placing down pegs and unless you're incredibly lucky uh you are going to lose your battleship very quickly <laughs> to say the least and yeah, watch somebody else play first so i can get some pointers mm -hmm. for sure 
but that is the Wargame anniversary. They did have a... Oh, it was on Twitch for a 24-hour stream to get a super container, but that's probably already passed by the time this is published. Um, but moving on, moving on. We, we touched upon it last week, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it a little bit more in depth. Something that apparently is ready for the game, Submarines. Boy. <laughs> I, I think this is still... a pretty meme topic um i've seen players on youtube and twitch these are skillful players at other classes of the boats but i'm seeing them pull out now 3k plus base xp wins and most of it is shotgunning via homing or non-homing torps and they're just one-shotting bbs cruisers and dds and um it's it's absolutely phenomenal um and once they announced that CVs were getting an auto ASW, so from a submarine's perspective, they couldn't just charge the CV. Um, they gave them a bit of a counterplay. I think where Wargaming say that submarines are ready for play, it is purely from the perspective of the submarine itself, that they are stealthy, that they can do damage and get away and so forth. But for the rest of the vessels that sit above the water, it's still an absolute shit show. It's not ready for release, and it, I think it's going to be a little bit like RTSC, not RTS. Uh, when the CV rig work came out, and you you get um, the guy shoe of the world who gets a 500k plus CV game, you, you're going to see players that now will get to the tier 10 in the first day they're free XP, and they will get a 4k base XP submarine game. Gentlemen, you know, I'll open the floor to you. You know. When it comes to CVs, I don't think we're going to have the, the Gaishu 550k moment. And there's a very good reason for that. And it's because submarines are, by and large, slow. Uh, and they do, they do not go 200 knots through the air. And uh, they, they, they don't, but if you keep yeah, central, to, central to the map... If you keep central yeah. to the map and you're still moving at 30 knots above or below water, that's still fairly good. That being said, I have seen some some very good players who have really committed to griefing the player base, and uh, and and they do work in C in submarines that um would would make a CV player wince, uh, <laughs> and I personally don't think they're ready. Um, in in fact, I think that the 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 concept in and of itself isn't quite ready, and I would prefer to see more sort of PVE modes or uh, more. I I would prefer to see them removed again and tested for another six months, frankly. Um, just just to sort of give the player base a break from these things because the game has sort of changed around them in, in, you know, in the same way that the, the CV rework changed the game around those. And now what you're getting is disruption to the matchmaker again. Mm. And now, so the twice now they've changed the matchmaker rules so that you didn't get those 5 a.m. Q dumps. Oh, you, and, you still do with super ships, trust me. But you still do, right? So, so it, it hasn't worked. But 
there are two things that happen that when they happen, I'm I'm very upset to see them. And that's the, you know, double CV, double submarine, you know, four DDs and a, and a, a super DD. I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's only tier eight that you can get double CV, but you, you get the idea. It'll be like a super CV, a super BB, a super uh, DD, and four other DDs and two submarines. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, what do I get to shoot at as a surface ship? And it's like, well, nothing. Your job as a surface ship now is to dodge planes and dodge the submarines at the same time while not getting shot at by the Satsuma that just pressed F. Mind you, you're a noob DD for not killing the, all the other DDs and carrying your team. Right. Right. I mean, God forbid you want to get a nice Shima game in. There's a there's a Marso, a Druid, a Harugamo, and, uh, you know, a, maybe a, a Friesland for good measure, or Groningen now, right? And 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 you're and a, a Zorky, and you're supposed to go gunfight them, right? Yeah, look, I, I, my issue in the end with the submarines, we, we talked about zone of control. They control mm -hmm. the vision better than any other vessel. They can't even detect each other now other than a special consumable. Oh, I've got a thunderstorm. Actually, when, uh, when they first changed that, someone brought up the idea that, well, what if there's two submarines early game that just press W and go 30 meters under and head straight for the enemy CV, and they just they just go straight in, like no A, no D, just W, and and press C twice to go underwater. Would it be possible for them to run into each other without ever knowing the other one was there? Yes. And that was answered for me the other day when I saw it happen in real time. I've seen the in screenshots on someone's been posting it, a different server, but someone's post the, the submarines ran into another. On NA, two U-190s on hotspot, right next to the volcano, in the center of the map. Boom. They hit each other. Neither one was spotted by the other one. Chat went crazy. <laughs> it was insane. Beautiful. And, and it answered the question for a lot of us, which is, if you can't see the submarine, can you still hit it? Yes. Yeah. Um... But going back, their zone of control is an issue because nothing will right. counter. If you've got, if they're on the surface radar, they dive. Their periscope isn't detected. If you're a hydro vessel, you're shafted to try and counter it. And remember, we got the CV rework because they didn't like that. Surface ships got griefed by CVs of basically removing them in one salvo. And yet you bring in the class that A, controls the zone of engagement and has enough potential firepower, the German one, that can literally wipe out cruisers, nearly wipe out BBs in two salvos. Within 60 seconds it can remove a BB from the game. Um, and yet we're also going to get in early access Soviet submarines. Now remember these submarines we haven't tested any of these all we've tested are the german and us the soviet submarines if you remember had the longest range torpedoes of any nation they had the highest damage torpedoes of any any nation soviet biased no comment but they had the slowest reload so you're going to have a submarine that's going to be soviet that controls the zone of control better than anyone has longer range torps and more damage 
can, can they not see what that's going to do when they've just brought in another line like RTS CVs that are going to one-shot vessels out of the game? If you're, guess, if you're forgetting the other part of the Soviet C, uh, subs too, they had a heal in the first round of testing. Oh, I didn't. I never even remembered that one. Uh, hopefully they remove it. Way back, the first round of testing was just the tier 6 subs. They had a heal too. And there's a yeah. yeah, there's a clip of me in my I forget whatever the submarine was called, but like you would get a double ping on a tier six battleship, two torpedoes instead because you you would do like forty k in um, yeah their the damage was was obnoxious yeah yeah now that, that that's what the old um torpedo mechanics but yeah it's just like you had to land two torpedoes and you you were nuking tier six BBs out of the water with them. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, and it it's, has changed a lot. It it has. So I don't know. They probably they're probably not gonna come out with the heal anymore because submarines are ridiculously tanky. They, there's a clip from last night's, uh, not last night's. No, it is last night because it's still Saturday. Um, <laughs> Friday night's live stream. Time zones are fun. Um, where I'm in, I'm in an Henri, a cruiser that doesn't have uh, onboard depth charges, which is actually you know preferable to have the the plane, um, consumable. Mm -hmm. Um. And like I got Hydra going, and I'm spotting this. I think it was a cash a lot, and I'm just selling over him for like two minutes because I I can't do anything. He's under the water. I wait for the planes to come on cool down. He's literally like right under the hull of my ship, so I can't drop the airstrike right on myself. So it's just this awkward two minutes where I can't do anything else because if you know I lose sight of him, he's going to start pinging me and torpedoing me again. So you have to drop everything that you're doing to deal with these submarines. And in return, mm. you get minimal damage because, you know, they have like, what, 15, maybe 20,000 health uh, when you start getting up to the tier 10s. And you, you get nothing out of, essentially nothing out of, you know, stopping what you're doing for five minutes to deal with the submarine. Um, so, yeah, like, like Pickle was, was saying, you just don't have anything to shoot out on the surface in a lot of games anymore when it gets to like the late games because it's like the CV's left alive, the Super Battleship and um, A1 or J10 still alive, and there's two submarines running around that you just can't do anything with. Right, exactly. Now, the the next line that they've talked about uh, is, is actually the the British submarines that are coming out that are supposed to be slow when they have a long time underwater and they have only homing torpedoes, I believe they said. Um, yes. And... But low damage. It's hollow. Oh, gee. Yeah. So, that... Who's going to want to play that? Low damage torpedoes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? Because it, it's... The, the issue there is that it's even more sort of... Uh, DCP management, managing the the battleships DCP for them, right? Yes, uh, yes. Because that was that was the problem when uh, the Holland line came out. Uh, because a, a lot of a lot of battleships had to learn to like maybe let that first flood tick. Uh, People call me crazy for letting floods and fires go for some reason. Uh, I, I let them go, especially if you know you're going to get reset. I miss Liquidator, by the way. War gaming, Liquidator, bring oh, it back. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like it's, I feel like Damage Con should get a buff across the board because of submarines. Like, it's so what? easy to make them use that consumable. That's so important to not only battleship survival but DD survival because you're mm -hmm. having two engines knocked out or whatever. Um, 
it's such an important consumable that the demand for it has gone through the roof well, now. Well, some, some cruisers, and cruisers get griefed by submarines just as bad as DDs because of the um, yeah, like torpedo protection. So if you yeah. have a 60 second DCP, you've got to be damned careful of when to use it. Right. The issue is, so you see the torps coming, you know you're pinged, you think, I can probably dodge these if I DCP this at the right moment. Okay? So you start turning one way, you DCP, you quick turn the other way. Of course, if you're in a, a larger cruiser, it's not that quick. And some of those torps might hit you. So you're taking damage anyway. And then you're left without a DCP. And of course, you're spotted by the submarine. That's not a question, right? Uh, and you're being shot at by other people. And you, now you're on fire, stem to stern. Uh, and God forbid you're in a um, a, the, a Dutch cruiser, because then you <laughs> literally can't do anything about it except use your DCP and then watch the 60-second fires tick down. Mm. So, I, I've seen... Uh, I saw a funny a clip this week. There was a DD player. Um, he was pinged by sub. He DCP'd the ping. He wasn't detected. He was zoning in front of a BB, but can you guess what happened? Um, torps were coming inbound. Um, he wasn't pinged, he was just sailing, but the torps kept turning and turning into him and they actually hit him. Um, really? Really, but yeah, it was that the BBs behind him were pinged and unfortunately he was oh, zoning out wow. in front of them and he couldn't turn away from this torp and he was raging, like how are these turning? But the BB behind them was pinged. Can you still imagine being in a DD and seeing torps turn exactly for you because you're trying to do the right thing by your ships and spot in front of them? It, it's... I'd probably break a keyboard or two in that case. That's <laughs> God. Well, all you actually have to do is get right in front of the Yamato and have the <laughs> Yamato run into you well, and pick you up out of the water. Uh, BBs, so, BBs yes. are better at um, anti-submarine than DDs. 10,000 IQ tactical move. So, so the the joke is, um, you know, back when I was in TSOF, uh, we were we were in a clan battles game, and Sea uh, Lord, you were in a you were in a Yamato, and I was in front of you in the Summers. So this was way back in the day when Yamato and Summers were meta. Okay? I think it was three years ago. The yeah. video's still up on the channel somewhere. Yeah. Um, and and this was when we learned that torpedoes were physical objects, and that, that mm -hmm. if you if you did not hit them with your ship. They would not go off. Um, I was I was parked sideways like an idiot in the cap, and a call was made to push, and just then the torpedoes showed up that were meant for Sea Lord, who was behind me in a Yamato, and Sea Lord just hit the W key, and instead of pushing me into the torp, the bulbous bat prow underneath the water picked my summers up just enough that the torpedo passed between the prop shafts mm -hmm. underneath the stern the torpedo oh. went over the um port side prop shaft and under the starboard side prop now, shaft wouldn't that be a fun mechanic with their wave interaction that they're doing that if the your dd rose so much um at the front that the, the torpedoes would go underneath it even though it would have been a sure hit I mean, based upon this, it should. 
Yeah. I mean, if you can maybe, you know, pop a wheelie off one of the the uh, the, the the waves, that'd be something interesting to test because again, like it went in between the prop shafts and um yeah. Yeah, and it's not like it went under, like, you know how you can, like, sometimes, you know, if you get right over the last, like, meter of the stern, it won't go off because you know that there's nothing there. It it was, like, I would say probably two-thirds of the way into the length of Pickles' summers. It was pretty impressive. I was impressive that, that, like, that's rendered that well in-game. Right, because we we actually went to the replay immediately to try to figure it out. You're gonna have to send me this link so I can add it to the, the description so people can watch it. Oh, I gotta go dig through my videos now. Now I've got <laughs> two two last questions so we can wrap up submarines. For surface vessels and their interaction with submarines, is there anything that you think wargaming should do to make this interaction better? <sighs> that that that's the that that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um. Because, yeah, as I said, I think from a, for submarines, they're ready themselves to interact with surface vessels, but surface vessels aren't ready to interact with them. Yeah, um, there's quite a few old mechanics that I've talked about beforehand that I don't understand why they've been removed that seem to have, you know, like the idea of it sounds pretty good and it sounds like it would make it a much fairer interaction like we used to have cavitation used to be a thing on submarines I agree. when you were going fast underwater you could be detected mm-hmm. from you know a much greater distance well now we can't be detected at all underwater now but you it, could be detected underwater when you were cavitating at the um, moment under, at the moment a deeper depth they can only be detected by hydro under minimum detection range so under 2k's which is retarded if your hydro goes even further yeah, and then um, the old battery mechanics where when you would ping, it would drain your battery. Like, you, it wasn't a time. It was, like, um, like 500, 750 units of battery, and pinging costs, like, 15 units. So you had to be mindful of your pings. And, you know, if you were one of these submarine players that, you know, just keeps holding down left mouse when they're pinging, um, that would get you a dead battery quite quickly. And same thing with pings. You used to get your detection range uh, bloomed out by pinging. So again, if you were mm-hmm. one of these submarine players that wouldn't stop pinging, you would have like a 10 kilometer de- detection range. These are all mechanics that we've had in the past that I think would work really or really well with the systems that we have in place now that would make a much more balanced experience and give surface ships a bit, uh, of, a bit yeah. more of an idea of and, where the submarines are at. And, you know. and that leads into my next question of should this vessel line entirely have been designed around a high skill floor because in the end it seems like it's always going to have been a high skill floor but they have dumbed it down so much that anyone can play it easily and it's going to then be a they've created their own mountain on their back so to speak because they're going to have issues with this line because they've made it too easy in a way yeah and that was the same problem with the CVs. So, you know, originally, obviously, with the RTS CVs, the skill floor was so incredibly high, and the skill ceiling was so incredibly high that a a good CV player determined the outcome of the match. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't rare to see CVs with you know seventy, eighty, or higher percentage win rates, um, just absolutely dominating 
in just in a few short minutes, making sure that uh, several ships from the enemy team were no longer in the battle in one way or another. And a bad CV player was rendered completely ineffective. They would lose all of their planes, and then they would be out of the match for just wasting their planes, you know, trying to auto-strike a DM <laughs> in a tier 8 CV, right? Uh, and, and I'm so Right. And and everyone likes to see all the planes burning out of the sky. I'm sure they would love to see it with the, the new graphics. Well, I say new. They've been out for quite a while, but it still feels new. <laughs> um, but they learned very quickly that you can't introduce a class type that is radically different from all the other ships in the game and have it be a really high skill floor and a really high skill ceiling because you're going to get very one-sided results purely determined by the high-skilled players, which is going to chase away a lot of low-skilled players that would like to play the class. And I think that's going to happen with submarines again. Yes. I, I, I... I do agree that that's where it's headed because a bad submarine is dead in the first back in port in the first two minutes, uh, and a a good submarine is turning out three k base XP. Mm -hmm. So, and even if they don't do it themselves, uh, submarines can still cause ships to be destroyed in the same way that a good CV player can hover over a DD until it's been shot yeah. or uh, make a BB turn and eat a broadside from across the map or, or you get the idea. It's, it's, it's happened one way or another. I think Celo, yes. you put out a video where you turn broadside to dodge uh, sub torps and um, someone got vibe checked by Shigashima. Yeah. Yeah. You got vibe checked, but, but you would have never been vibe checked if the sub wasn't there because you wouldn't have done that move. Right. You wouldn't yeah, even spotted. <laughs> well, like I said, you have to drop everything that you're doing to deal with this annoying little ship that is going to net you again minimal damage in return, and that can get you vibe checked by the other team's battleships, and you know you're going to be perma spotted and stuff, and you you just can't do anything about it, and it's it's incredibly frustrating to deal with. I think that's one of the biggest things that. I don't know how they could fix it because the class itself is annoying to deal with. Well, they, they can fix it by not introducing it, but that that's not well, going yes. to happen. Yeah, that we're beyond that. Yeah, that they've made up their mind there. That is orders from on high, and there's nothing we can do about it. As players, mm. we just we just have to figure out how to give appropriate feedback to yeah. try to make it better it may, maybe maybe in a couple months once they're in early release we can get a, a, a wider podcast call it a round table and we'll see if we can get someone from the parent company to come discuss our issues with submarines on the podcast very brave soul <laughs> but we'll move on from there and we are now looking at clan battles there are now just two and a half weeks of this season to go so two weeks two more sessions so that is only all up um, 10 sessions left so if you are getting close to any of your league's completion now you need 45 wins in case you didn't know instead of 30 per league um that, that, that's one of my gripes and i'll go through that so 
Gentlemen, how do you th if you've played clan battles, how do you think this uh, tier eight seasons gone six v six at tier eight? Has there been a good player uptake? Have you seen less players, or are you seeing less clans playing it in general? Absolutely, I think uh, I think the biggest issue this season has been running into the same clans two, three, four times a night. We could play we could play ten battles and see the same clan twice or three times, and. Uh, uh, on a on a Saturday, on a Thursday, on a Wednesday, it doesn't matter. And I think I think the issue with tier eight is that it's it's become a rare premium season, or just a premium season in general. Hmm. You know, it's like all um, premiums and then a chappy. <laughs> yeah, we have seen some shift in the meta. Uh, obviously started out very dd heavy some bands came down that that we really didn't think at the time would be uh really detrimental to the dd heavy meta and then people started using chair boards god and getting the counter strats which were you know the bayards the akazukis the chappies mm -hmm. things like that 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 put out a lot of he and, and can burn the chair boards down so we it's it's not like wargaming hasn't accomplished their goal of, of having a moving target for the meta and uh different ship choices but i personally i personally don't think there will be any more bans just because it's so far into the season and there really isn't like a you know Six Venezia, one Haku meta. Yeah, but they they they, they did that last season with super ships. In the last week or two, they banned Condes. It was like it makes no That's difference. True. Like, yeah. why, why ban it so late in the season? It, it's it's and you're really then missing up people's strats and everything else, and it's going to have such a little impact. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's weird because like mathematically there's a ton of tier 8 premiums and you'd think that more players would have access to the season because it's not you know normal tier 10 season um i also don't think the timing was very well for clan battle season because it started what august the first week of august right mm -hmm. um yeah and then i mean that's right when here in like the united states college is starting back up we'll starting back up um so, I mean, we've had quite a few players that, you know, they're doing with college classes. Um, people's work schedules are changing because it's, you know, just summer to winter work schedule shifts and such. And then it turns out the season you need all the, like Pickle said, super rare premiums and a chappy <laughs> to have it, have any chance in the season. I mean, we've been running, we're still running 3DD, well, technically 4 because I've been bringing San Diego and it's been working surprisingly oh, well. San Diego, um, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That is um, a very interesting pick. I mean, SAP works very well against Sherberg too with the reload booster. Um, I take it you're putting that in a smoke screen. Even if not, sure, it's, we'll go with that. E e yeah, yeah. E even <laughs> if it's not the from memory, San Diego like, gets a heal, uh, which helps as well. Yes, that that's been a big that's help. True. Um, that's true. And like the. Because it does have the, the slightly thicker armor than the Atlantis, so you, you can tank quite quite well if you just run into the uh, other team's Chappie or, or their their off flank um, um, cruiser, and then you 
put a Kazak with that and it it works so mm. far at least in high storm <laughs> what what do you guys think we will see as a future for clan battles do you think um i'm sure we'll go back to tier 10 probably for the next one or tier 9 do you think cvs will return question mark there and should they return when their balance is for a 12 v 12 game environment no <laughs> that's I a mean, simple it, answer <laughs> it, 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 they've stated this so many times that like oh we can't we can't do 21 versus 21 or 24 versus 24 in um random battles because cvs are designed for 12 v 12 I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I yes i'm gonna be very scared when we get a 6v6 or a 7v7 with cvs and they'll go it's fine just group you together know, you don't go by yourself yeah. i mean like the the the, C, the tier 10 uh cb season with fdr that i i still have pts flashbacks i was sitting ah. in my goliath and and screaming um, <laughs> I dodge all the, all the torpedoes. Pre-nerf FDR. Yeah. yeah, pre-nerf. Yeah, yeah, pre-nerf back when you had to dodge 10 torpedoes. And, and, and we got builds like that because you needed the super heal for that damage over time. And and if you did have an FDR oh, yeah. and someone brought out a Stalingrad, you're like, go farm him till he cries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and this was pre-nerf Richtofen as well. And Yes. I get that a lot of these CVs have been nerfed for their uh, appearance in competitive, right? And not necessarily their you know, 300k averages in randoms, but let's not talk about that. It, uh, <laughs> it, it'll be interesting because say something like a Nakamov, which I have maligned a lot. I've seen a lot of Nakamovs right. sunk when they come up against MVRs in rank because the MVR will just snipe him. With his AP rockets yeah. over and over and his torpedoes, and it's a dead Nakamov pretty damn quickly. Well, because that's the biggest threat to your team. In a in a small environment, a Nakamov, which can take out a third of something's health or more with a good strike, it it really prevents a lot of things that you want to do in ranked. In ranked, you want to take those island positions or the the really nice like radar rocks next mm. to the caps and and you want to go after the dd and you want to do those things but the thing that prevents that is a good cv player so cv sniping uh especially in ranked i can i can see as as, as very profitable um despite you know, obviously taking time out of spotting for your team and going after those dds yourself Worry about that after you kill their CV. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I would say you're right. If it comes another CV season, um, MVR sniping would, would probably be a big threat for any CV, even if you're an FDR or Immelman, because if you, especially if you take a BB that has the range and a spotter plane that can also hit that CV at the same time, if you can eliminate that, you make you theoretically should make the rest of your game a lot easier to win. Because you, you take such yeah. a massive advantage away from the enemy team when you do that. At the same time, a, a competent CV player is going to be very hard to snipe mm -hmm. um, for one reason or another. And and you might end up spending the first five or eight minutes, very crucial time in a in a clan battles game going after that CV while he's... You know, just setting an autopilot, dropping a fighter, and then going to actually do his job. 
uh, striking your ships and and it'd be it'd be dangerous so it'd be dangerous so it'd be very dangerous i i don't dread the return of regular tier 10 cvs what i dread is the advent of super uss CVs. us versus the uss us <laughs> what you don't you don't like damage farming targets you don't like taking 45000 damage from their top consumable every 3 minutes I personally am so thankful that it's been reduced to the low, low price of 45,000 hit points <laughs> because they felt like, mm. um, you know, what was it originally, 60? Used to, it was in the 50s, I remember people being one shot from a Des Moines, like, like you, you read the stats of the new Japanese uh, Super CV and their, their consumables are literally the same as their normal squadrons if not a little bit weaker so there's nothing special about them and um it's really odd that um, the new ones are coming out a little bit weaker in those consumables compared to some of their predecessors well if you just look at at uh wargaming's track record and not even talking about the um Sekiryu, um, yeah that's but the just, new... just of yep. the of the premiums released recently you know and halt and and before that they've been really careful not to introduce a new massachusetts or thunderer or uh incredible ship that uh, new conde right <laughs> um they've been they've been very careful with that recently i think and um oh look i i i gotta have a section of super ships one day because um, I, I streamed yesterday my time and one of my games that was frustrating I was in a div, I was in the GK I was looking forward to a great game I could see where there were super ships there was our Annapolis sitting a broadside in a cap in front of their Annapolis so 90 seconds into a game our Annapolis is dead he, he got 182 base XP like uh, he's in a super ship like surely it takes some sort of brain cell power to play it and not just give your boat up and and yet i find these classes more than anything if you get two or three and your ones are really like submarines like any class in the game when yours are really poor the other ones yes. dominate and they farm and it makes it so frustrating to play because anyone can get them and that's that's always going to be the case and it's just it just has to do with some ships having an undue amount of influence on the battle such that if you get a good player in one and a bad player in one on the other team mm -hmm. you have a very uphill fight struggle ahead of you yeah don't like you get you get tired of carrying or playing out of you get tired of playing so well every game that it, it gets frustrating um, but back onto clan battles. From success, I guess. Mm. Now, this week, this uh, season of clan battles, we saw the rewards are split up. So, to get your steel per league was only thirty wins. They really gimped us on the league wins, where you got ten days of premium and some tier four economic bonus rewards of five. Well, don't spend them all at once, peeps. But those are forty-five wins, even through Typhoon, to get the clan battle token. Ah, so, uh, 
I think they didn't do math well, where you need 30 wins to get your steal, but 45 to get your premium time or other useless premium time. 10 days of premium per league. They, they, they touted this season as the, a great clan battle season because you'll get more steel than ever before, but at the cost of they removed the free XP, commander XP, right. and lots of right. other flags and goodies. Would you right. like to see this back at 30 days or keep 45 days, but um, return the goodies? Are you happy with the status quo with more steel? Now, I, I don't have an issue with steel, so I would love to, me personally, I'd love to get more free XP, commander XP, and lots of flags. I go through flags. I like earning flags. What do you guys think about the rewards? Is, is it something that they can do better or leave it as is? For being realistic, I think most players that are playing clan battles really only care about the steel. Um, I'm not saying everyone only cares about the steel, but a large majority of the player base, they play clan battles for steel, so they may not necessarily be too concerned about getting um, the, the, the premium time and the free XP, um, as nice as those things are to get. I'm just hearing that too. I'm thinking, do I really want to play 45, well, 15 more battles in, um, in each league? In, yeah, in each league just to get some more premium time or some more free XP when players that are already at that level are veteran players that probably have a large stockpile of that set aside anyway. That's 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 what I think of when I hear that, at least. Yeah. See, I've always been sort of behind the curve when it comes to steel and coal. And so yeah, I'm I'm really happy that there's that there's more steel being given out. Yes, but I've I've never had a problem with premium time just because it seems like if you buy 10 days, you have 15 or 20 days to spend them as long as you play those days because of all the events going through mm -hmm. and the, the clan battles and you, you, you know, you open up a super container and here's seven more days and uh, you click on this, uh, this link uh, in a news article, here's another day. Mm -hmm. So you, they tend to give out a lot of premium time. So last season, I really liked that you could choose to not get the premium time and instead get 15,000 coal, which is a super container worth of coal. I thought that's great, right? But that was only for 30 battles. Yes, it's the now, 45 battles I think that kills, kills me. It's a lot it's more 45 wins. 45 battles for less. You don't get the option of getting coal. Uh, sorry, four, 45 wins. 45 wins, yes. not 45. 45 wins. Yes, that, that's, 45 that's wins in Typhoon or above uh, to get, which I'm, I'm still not done. You know, three weeks from the end of the season, I need, what, 21 more Typhoon wins? To get your token and to get five or free XP red bonuses. I, I know, and that, that, that that's the smack in the mouth. If it was like 30 oh. or 40 of those tier 4 economic, it'd be worth it. But 5... No. On you... top of that, the clan tokens mean nothing anymore. Because it's just a camo. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the same with rank tokens. Why rank out at, in Gold League at rank 1 for a, a token that gives you a camo that means nothing? And how, how many days of premium time is it that you get? You get, you get ten. Um, ten per league, so it's ten. forty all up. Yeah, you used to get used to get thirty for completing Storm, but now if you complete all forty-five wins in Typhoon and all the predecessor predecessor leagues, you'll get forty in total. 
<laughs> which I feel like just gimps the the people that you know, the the vast majority of the player base that's in Storm clans. Yeah, if you're in Storm and you're striving to make Typhoon, you're only going to get twenty days premium. You're going to get no flag, no coal, no, no, n none of the other goodies. No useless clan token. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Also, when like you can get a year's worth of premium time for half off sometime this week and then at christmas time too i think That's... it's just christmas and new year it's just christmas they, they, they it's used they used to do it the they used to do it at the um your thanksgiving period it was anniversary but i also thought they did at thanksgiving um not they the black friday yeah the black friday because they did the admiral's pack you got five you get half price premium but um i'm sitting at 1800 days premium and i haven't bought premium in years yeah. Christmas crates, super containers, and other things just keep adding up to it. Like I, I, I bought like, like Pickle said, I, I bought the one year of premium time half off once, and for some reason I have six hundred days of premium still. <laughs> I, I don't know how it happened. It's just here. It just keeps. I can adding tell you up. how it happened because I remember the uh, the year you got Missouri for Christmas. Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> That you paid true. for every single one of those days of premium. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that is true. When, when you're not a CC, you gotta buy everything. You do get a I, lot of stuff in, in return. I do remember those days before being a CC. You, you, you spent, you bought premium time, you bought your ships. It was, it was an investment. Oh, yes, it is. I do my books at the end of the year. It is quite the investment. Yes, and my wife keeps chasing me for mine. Let's leave that there. Now we, we we're still looking we're still looking at the roadmap. Like we had a, a particular look at some of the uh, topics last week, like the matchmaker and so forth. Um, that we're going to look at. We've got a proposed new map, um, Seychelles. Um, they're saying the peculiar, so not particular, but the peculiar feature of the map is that um, the shape and location of the islands are modelled after a real-world cluster of islands. Hopefully they are the Seychelles themselves. Um, it, it's great that we get a new map. I, I, I'm sure you're like me, gentlemen, and wish, why can't we have 20 or 30 more maps? Because if we have more maps, we get more diversity, more frequent gameplay um how many maps would you like to see per year and you excited that we're getting a, a, a new map in a, in, a, in a way well you see the thing is we do have 20 actually i think it's 40 new maps they're just underwater um <laughs> yes true very true that's what the map team was doing for like two three, years and, two three years yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah two three that, that's literally what they were doing and when people bring it up i'm like yeah but i mean like those guys were working that they were working but no no one's want the oh, good I, okay okay wanted, the, the silent yeah. the silent majority yeah. of the player base wanted that but the silent majority of the silent class anyway but yeah i, I would say like ideally yeah. a minimum of one per quarter would be nice um mm -hmm. that, Look, in my opinion i'm not a go ahead i was gonna say in my opinion they could be lazy they can bring back the two iterations of islands of ice and call them something else they can, <laughs> they can bring back um estuary estuary or um oh one they reworked for clan battles that's really bad um i forgot what it's called but the, the, we've got some previous maps that were a lot of fun to play over and over because they weren't cookie cutters they weren't the same yeah. on the north and the right. south just put don't make them in clan battles ever just put them into a rotation not as rare as ocean correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong but isn't pharaoh islands old islands of ice 
No, 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 it's definitely okay. not. It has the same. It has a general layout, concept. doesn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. It's, but Faroe Islands it has is a bunch of small islands and then open. Area. And then yeah, so it has that that concept which I really like. Yeah, I think but Faroe it's a, Islands it's a small map. It, it's a small Faroe Faroe Islands is a small map. Island, the old Islands of Ice was huge. You the could be a Yami in an A one, and you'd barely get your guns into the Bravo cap. Um, it was a huge map, and they, they, they said some games took forever and they were lost because people didn't engage. But that, that, that's that's a player skill issue. Is still that that's not a fault of the map. Like, um, so I I think they could return so many maps that they have removed and just rebadge them. There were two two iterations. In the second Islands of Ice, we remember we had ABC from north to south. You had the open up north. You had the B contest. You had the lot of little islands in the south. That was a fun map as well. When was that map removed? Um, when we got the new islands of ice, the current iteration. Yeah, there. so that was probably two, what, three years 20, ago. 2018, okay. 2019. It's when we also got. I started doing YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was before that. But I think, I think Faroe Islands and and a recent change to the ocean map. Uh, sort of, yeah, it's a big joke, but I think uh, Wargaming is really focused on balancing maps, because, you know, there is there is another yeah, game but, out but there, there's several other games you, out there you don't need balanced maps. You don't need a balanced map, that, that's what's nice about about um, World of Warships. It, it, sometimes you don't need a balanced map, like you look at Atlantic, it's not balanced on um, North or South it's you know but and yet it's more it is a fun map to play on um you don't need to have these cookie cutter maps where it's balanced on each side look at greece right. greece is meant to be a balanced map but everyone oh hates God, it yeah. crash zone alpha yeah. is meant to be a yeah, balanced map everyone hates it because it's not fun there's there's nowhere to do right. little ambushes or do little things because everyone can see what you're doing and mirror it and it, that, that, it's just not fun. They, they need to have more fun maps. Like, I, I know Okinawa gets railroaders enough, but I enjoy that map because it's not the I same. Hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. I, I, I like just, it. It's just because I always spawn in the south and I'm dodging yeah, shells for 20 minutes. But you win C and you roll up. It, it's it's a fun map. I think, I think there has to be a distinction between maps they make for competitive and maps yes. they make for randoms. Because yeah. with the addition of arms race, we know for a fact now that randoms don't matter, right? To By and large, to wargaming or the player base. And, and that balancing for randoms is no longer uh, important. What's important is balancing for competitive. So as long as we have balanced maps for competitive, which Crash Zone Alpha is a balanced map for competitive, and that's why it's been in every competitive season since it was released. It's a balanced uh, map for me hitting my head against a brick wall for how many times you've got to go up the 10 line or I, one line so you don't get shot at. <laughs> but that's how it is. And I, 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 I don't see a problem with bringing back the original or even the second iteration of Islands of Ice as long as it stays in randoms. Correct. But I also think at that point, you have to look at, you know, okay, what's, what's more important? Is it reviving... The competitive community, uh, making World of Warships an esports community, uh, 
making randoms more fun for oh, casual players. They probably want or, all, all of the above in one, and they're trying right. to do all of it and failing across the board. Right. And and they, they sort of have to pick one or two, and I, I'm not sure that they're able to do that. Hell, even take some of the maps like Hotspot and... It, Clan Battle Season 2 or 3 where you had your home cap on the west side and the contestants of Charlie just change the spawn points in randoms, make it diagonal make it north-south Like, yeah. who cares if it's not the same um, make it a little bit more interesting at times, I don't know it, it just gets so dull well they could do that They were in the, in the roadmap they were talking about the, uh, the dirigible derby or the, the escort convoy yeah. Um, game modes that were so popular, and they're saying, "Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna bring those as well." And that might be. I'm I'm sure they'll uh, time I'm sure they'll time gate them again because that, that's their biggest thing lately of time gating everything. Yeah. I we'll see. I guess. Yeah. But I I I wouldn't mind them being added at this point to randoms. Obviously, they're they they're gonna do more testing and more time gated events with them <laughs> uh and as long as the rewards are good see frankly i personally i remember uh back in the day when these time gated events had rewards such as cossack for a dollar yeah or well, that, that... or free correct or... We, uh, <laughs> we we get brawls and events now that give you nothing so the incentive right. other than playing one or two games to play them is nothing right and i was i was perfectly happy yeah i was perfectly happy to grind out the original um uh kevin costner's water world um oh, yeah. battle royale yeah that was fun oh, back yeah. there when you got the ben uh, was, and the hill that was great and i got the benham and i got the hill and and i i look back on that as being a thoroughly enjoyable event even though i spent hours and hours grinding it so did i but when they brought that event back last year there was no there was a camo no no boat yeah. no anything i played yeah. i played a few games oh, it's still fun but i'm getting nothing for it so what the camo do? is now worthless yeah camos and the economic bonus you can only get so many before like you're not going to put them well even if you put them in every ship there's only so many you can get so whoop-de-doo yeah exactly um but i do like what they're doing with um taking like a real a real world location and trying to make it look like it does in real life in game absolutely that that, that would be good look there there in fact i would love to see like Guadalcanal or uh, Iron Bottom Sound mm -hmm. or just any of the any of the naval battles of the Pacific around those small islands. You you uh, already have two. You already have two realistic ones. One, no, one's called they, Ocean, and the other one's called yeah. Okinawa. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I ran into it the other day, but there's always this contingent of people that uh, whenever you get on Ocean, God forbid right there's always the people that say well this is the only realistic map in the game and uh mm -hmm. and warships never fought close to islands and they they always imagine battleships sitting 20 kilometers apart duking it out and broadside you know heavy swells and full broadside and it's just like well no this isn't pirates of the caribbean guys <laughs> the iron bottom sound is called that for a reason a lot of these battles took place at night in island chains 
surrounded by troop transports and and cargo convoys and uh, all sorts of sea mines and crazy things that that the game just doesn't have yet. Maybe you know. I mean, I would I would personally I think night battles would be fantastic. Hey. Yes. Oh look, not night battles has been something I wanted from day dot. Like going back to the ocean map. Um, I've been playing since the end of closed beta um, and I remember the good old days of ocean when it was a very frequent map but when you capped the enemy base it wasn't the end it just ticked up your points quicker so if you can get to a thousand points within 20 minutes it was a draw and people used to have more draws than wins back then but the whole tactic of the ocean map was everyone went counterclockwise so if you started not northwest you went south and then over to the east if you started in the southeast you went north and west and people would snipe each other in a circle as they capped the enemy base it it was hilarious it was frustrating but it was in retrospect it, sometimes it felt like it was more fun because at least you're always moving and doing something and the, the better aim won out in the end for those games interesting interesting I think back to uh to to early in World of Warships and I think um I think there was a lot more people just getting outright deleted and Pepsi Colas Pepsi yeah you get people saying oh that was a nice shot but if I was the oh, one yeah. doing it if they're on my team I'd be like muttering under my breath how can you selling broadside in a cruiser to a BB where's your map awareness but again concealment expert on any vessel then was a fifteen point skill fifty. Sorry, fourteen points. Jeez, points. fourteen <laughs> point skill. No, it was it was five levels for a captain, and it was on the fifth yeah. level. So it was like a fourteen point skill, and in the early days, no one had it. So Mahan used to be maligned because you'd be T seven without CE going up against Benson. They had the concealment module, or a, a captain that had both the module and the skill, and you'd be seen from the moon. Yeah, yeah I remember absolutely. back when. Iowa's would just go bow in and go forward and back for 15 minutes. Yep. <laughs> oh, the days. HE wasn't aligned as much. Um, we're, we're getting a new... <laughs> we're getting a another New Year's celebration. We're getting a new dockyard vessel, the uh, cruiser, the German cruiser, the Admiral Schroeder. Schrodinger's a cat. As part of this, we'll get the renowned 44 as the interim reward for this dockyard vessel. This probably should have been the renown that we got in the game a dockyard or two ago. Um, thoughts on these vessels, gen gentlemen? Um, Admiral Schroeder, potentially a secondary cruiser, similar to a Siegfried, perhaps? Thoughts of having a boat like that in the game wow. via another dockyard mechanic? If only we had a tier 9 German large cruiser that was secondary focused in game. Perhaps they could even go with an O-Class. I heard that the O-Class design is quite a good looking design and quite fetching on the eyes. And frankly, I think that uh, an O-Class cruiser with either 305s or 380s would be fantastic for a secondary German cruiser, <laughs> battle cruiser. But... And perhaps they could name it after the mythological figure Siegfried. Maybe. Or even Aegir. <laughs> wow. Imagine Aegir. that. Imagine that. Though the Aegir is still a lot more fun to um, play with the super accurate guns. Yes, it doesn't have secondaries, but the guns rock. The Siegfried is... 
I, for me, it has really been a pain point of the Commander rework. Because when they, when they first proposed the Commander rework and the splitting of the skills, um, I, I went on stream and I bugged them and I, I, I asked my questions and I, I, I paid my points to, to ask the, the, the super question. And I said, you know, will super cruisers, you know, Siegfried, Stalingrad, Kronstadt get access to battleship skills? Will they be looked at? Will, will, will anyone please save them? And the response was always, eh, no, not really. Nobody cares. Three people have Siegfried and care about it. Um, we're, we're doing this for the rest of the ships in the game that everyone else plays. Uh, and that was doubly painful when they came out with Napoli. And they were like, here's a here's secondary, a secondary boat cruiser. with sap that melts yeah. at Des Moines in smoke. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it, Wargaming. I... It was the first, it it came out, Siegfried came out, and it was my first research bureau grind, and I spent that whole week that we found out, like, the the, the week before it came, it came out, we found out that it was going to be uh, research points, and I spent that whole week, I don't even think I slept, uh, regrinding the Holland line over and over again, because I had perma camos on all of them, so I didn't want to waste all of my special camos and signals and i got the siegfried and it was the best thing ever and then six months later here's your commander rework mm -hmm. so the fact that they're coming out with schroeder is a it's a bit of a kick in the nuts i gotta say it's it's kind of like them saying nope we're not gonna look at it um and there's so many videos of me pickles and one of the other of our clan mates from back in the day that had siegfried when we just got in, in, in a division and we just smashed w and it was so fun it was such a fun ship to play and the thing was you could build it for the main guns back in the day where you could build it for secondaries if you, you, have fun you had different play styles that you could do it for you're you correct you did and the commander rework that was supposed to increase build diversity absolutely murdered it and i i get accused of being like a, a ouija shill a lot but i have consistently bugged them about this for the past ever because you murdered my Siegfried, and then you murdered my, my Shikishima too. Because that's another ship that they... Well, you can still yep. boom to the secondaries. It's not the same. They, it's not, because it doesn't have the improved secondary um, accuracy that it did beforehand. And even after the 45 seconds for it to build up, but, it's still garbage compared but, but to what he, it used to be. But here's the thing. A radical idea, if anyone from Ouija listens to this... In a cruiser captain, if you're in a battle cruiser or a select cruiser, why not have a, another column of captain skills that, that could be called battleship perks? That you, but if you pick this, it may mean you can't pick another column. So that way you may have diverse builds or select builds or things like that. Like the, the, the captain skill columns and trees are again limited because people are either going to do tank builds or something that gives them a farming from range you get a min max in a way or um like they talk about diversity but there there really isn't because you, you select something for your vessel and that's what you stick with there's nothing i'm gonna tweak with this or the modules like you might do a um a radar minotaur and you might put on all the steering gears um to, rather than concealment so yes you right. can't stealth radar but you're going to be damned um nimble at turning oh, I, I don't right. know they, they, they need they need to look at that diversity but um 
going back it's, to the Siegfried and Aegir, the guns, I did it for the guns, not the secondaries. Clapping, removing, cool. like a Yoshino with Aegir with a dev stroke is beautiful at the start. Oh, yeah. It's great oh, for absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely. But, like, with, with the Siegfried 2, they didn't just, like, remove the ability to build into the secondaries. They actually went and they gave her a gear secondaries um, parameters now because the Siegfried had more accurate secondaries base that you could then build into, but then they yes. went and they flopped it with the gear now to where it's they're both the same. So very, yep. very sad. But yes, the, the guns are very sweet on both of those. I, I, I sometimes wonder they do that because we, we got the ASW plane rework where they were meant to make them more consistent. I sometimes think that's just consolidated coding like a developer goes oh it's so, we've got to code so many things like the Aegis is different the Siegfried's different like all these ships have different ASW parameters if we make a change it takes four hours to go through and update them but if they're all similar it might take one hour which is better use of our time and um, why can't we standardize and I think that's sometimes why we get shafted by these decisions yeah absolutely big, especially big ranges, yeah. especially with very niche ships hmm you know, the the niche ships always get sort of left on the side of the road when they do these big sweeping changes. But I, going back to the, the rewards, I'm actually more excited for Renown 44. I'll yes. be completely yes. honest with you. Because this is the Renown we should have gotten. Um, I absolutely absolutely uh was was excited when Renown when Repulse came to the game. I, it was, you know, the first premium ship I got when I when I came back, right from my from my long absence, I immediately grabbed a repulse, and uh, you know enjoy it thoroughly. And then the the British battle cruisers came out, and I I got to the the renown and immediately put a um a, a bonus package and a camo on it, and I was looking for all of my. Roombas, and they were gone. <laughs> it, it, All of the Roombas were gone. Does does this feel? Once upon a time, it used to be tech tree ships were strong, and the premiums would be just as strong with a little bit of a difference. But uh, I think that's gone by the wayside. Sometimes t premium ships are so much stronger than their tech tree counterparts, especially when they are meant to be the same vessel. Yeah, I also find it weird that. Mm -hmm. In the oh, we've gone with the medium range brawler idea for the British battle cruisers. Here's the renown without the things that made it good at being a medium range ship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get what they say about oh, it couldn't be at tier six because you know it's got 20 secondary guns on it. Oh, okay, so why isn't it at tier seven then? Yeah, but then you look at things just where they've stuffed up like the Austro-Hungarian or sorry pan-European battleship the Viribus yeah. Unitus that should never be a tier 5 oh uh, my god that poor ship if, if it got if it got preferential matchmaker that saw tier 4 5 or 6 only that'd be great but when it sees 7s and through the nose through the arse through the sides through the superstructure through underneath the water um, it, it just gets clapped with the smallest hit point pool of any tier 5 BB as well like Sometimes I don't really think they think what they're doing with some of these vessels when they release them at the tiers that they do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I think I think they're they're sort of 
not looking so much at the stats of the ship and the armor and the guns. They're just sort of looking at the the data that they collect from from the internal testing, from you know the 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 test ships on the live server and the several iterations, and they go, okay, this one's performing poorly, let's buff it. This one's performing well, let's nerf it. That's and and if you from an outside perspective, if you just look at the raw stats of the ship, you can't believe some of these changes that they're making. It's like how could you nerf that ship? If you look, it's just worse than this ship in every other way. Right? And they're just saying, well, the stats said otherwise. Spreadsheet says so. Yeah. yeah spreadsheet says so. Um, let's, uh, what was the, what was the tier eight that came out recently? The British one, the, uh, uh, Gar one. uh Hampshire, Hampshire. Oh, the Hampshire. Hampshire yeah. Oh. Hampshire. Um, if you, if you look at it objectively, it is worse than Otago in every conceivable way, except shooting at a broadside light cruiser at close range or dd any anything broadside at yeah. close to me it, its guns will clap anything at those ranges but but how often does that actually happen in a cruiser with no heel you have to be very <laughs> careful with because it has no armor right mm. no heel no armor don't you remember the good old um duke of york when that first got proposed with no heel that, I don't even th see how they thought that was going to work. A BB with no heel. And um, they, they were going to push it through. And the amount of people that pushed back. I remember their comment on Reddit or another forum. That they were disappointed that the Duke of York didn't make it through. Because they saw it as being a fun and engaging metric. That a BB could tank. And it had better DCP. And I, I remember testing it. Better DCP. If it was 30 seconds. You still got focused. Like you still had BB yeah. detection, thing would everything would shoot you because they knew you had no heal and you'd be dead. It wasn't a fun experience, and yet I'm sure that ship would have aged very well in today's. Yeah. Game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh look, you get a hydro to spot all the thirty thousand Asashio torps coming at you. Well, wasn't that wasn't that the same thing with Odin, right? Well, it's got hydro and torps, so we can't let it have health, right? Uh, it had improved yeah. second. It had improved secondaries and. Yeah. Um, but o yeah, Odin's still yeah. a good boat when you pick your fights. I, I think Odin's still fine, yeah. Um, play like a cruiser. Yes, if you play it like a cruiser that just has armor, then it's fantastic. Because you can bounce shots you would never believe that you could bounce. <laughs> even in a battleship. In it's Odin. still in the water, the armor's so thick, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's meta or as effective oh, no, as say, bringing not. like a lemon or something like that. Nope. Um but yeah, that's. It's a very nice tier eight large cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. And moving on to something else that's on the roadmap, we we briefly did look at these when they were announced. But the IGN light cruisers, you may have seen a few in game. They are currently in live testing. Um. The proposed line with um, the 150 to 150 millimeter gun sounds decent. They got long range but powerful torpedoes with probably have terrible arcs if you've played the Yahagi. Um, with the with the uh, with the I was going to say with the numerous amounts of CVs because a lot of the games I play at randoms is always a CV. 
um, half the games to three quarters have a CV and I, I'm not even divved with people that have CVs or a submarine do you think these like cruisers are going to sink or swim because a lot of it's going to rely upon their detection being able to torp with these long range long lance torps that are slow but long long distance but if CVs are spotting them and they're light cruisers with no armour do you think they will be a popular or they will struggle as a line? They'll be popular because weebs. Um, <laughs> for, for, for a while, at least. I mean, let's, let's be, it's, it is what it is. Um, but I'm not exactly sure how their AA suite is set up. Are their guns dual purpose or not? Or do yeah, it says yeah. tier 5 and 6 152s. Tier 7, 155, and high-tier cruisers carry numerous dual-purpose 150mm guns. So that, that would be the 8, 9, 10. So the 5, yeah, 6, yeah. and 7 are going to be in struggle boats. Guns. Yeah, so, I mean, it depends on how that factors into the... Because, like, who knows how AA works anymore. Uh, um, but even... Right. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah, I've got dual-purpose Minotaur guns. I have CVs flying over me, and I still don't remove a whole squadron. Um, yeah, but... And again, since they're like larger caliber light cruiser guns, and the Yodo has what eighteen of them, mm. um, maybe. But yeah, um, I, I love that boat name, the Yodo. I want to name it Yoda and just play it. Yoda. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't did. seen many people calling it the Yoda uh, in game. <laughs> uh, when, when one appears, shall H um, E you must shoot. Yeah. I, I've seen them in game. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I've seen them in game, and they don't seem to be too terrifying so far. Um, they do seem to explode very well. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the 18 guns is, is very scary, but it's not like you know it's small than uh, 16 guns levels of terrifying. Um, but yeah, I mean. See, I, I and I hate this new description that they've put in. Torpedoes of the T7 and higher cruisers have turning mechanics previously presented on new ba British battleships. That turning mechanic is non-existent. You, you aim at the white line, and it will go down that white line outside the zone of no arming arc. That's all it is. Why even put it in there? It says torpedoes can be launched at angles to which torpedo tubes are physically unable to turn. Right after launch, the torpedoes turn to the selected direction. Uh, I've played the British Royal Battleships, and you just, if it's in the green zone, you aim there, and you aim, and it just goes there. I'm not sure what they're talking Have about in this description. played the Tier 9 and 10 yet? No, I haven't got to the Duncan okay, or the same so okay, yeah. Those guys are like uh, Initial D drifting their torps, and then the Anhalt to her, her forward torpedo tubes. It's very slow, so she makes like a proper S when she turns. Um, it, it doesn't really do anything outside of the arming zone. Um, by by the time it gets to the arming zone, it'll be at the heading that yeah, you then, selected. Yeah, that's when I've seen them come out and I've seen them drop and do a sharp turn. But other than that animation, it's not what they're describing here. Well, you can in very specific situations do so i forget what the movie's called where they bend the bullet and get it to go like around wanted. the island wanted. wanted yeah where they where they curve the bullet and you can get it to go around an island that you're in front of um in very very specific situations that'll be probably like a one-off thing that you can pull off but other than that yeah it, it just makes the whole mounted torpedoes usable yep 
it depends on the angle. If it's the Yahagi angles, you're screwed. Um, starting with tier six, you get def you get hydro or defensive AA. I think cruisers should get both, um, in my opinion. No one's yeah, going to take defensive yeah. AA because people yeah, take I hydro. Think be I, AA I, honestly, if if there is ever a global sweeping change to make, it would be to make hydro and DFAA on cruisers just always in separate slots. I, I, I understand I that for some people, that's for some cruisers, that's the gimmick. Like I think uh, originally that was sort of the 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 gimmick of the Salem US. was that not only it had not only did it have a super heal, but yeah. Uh, you could pick between Hydro and Radar, and DFAA was always in a separate slot. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I get that that would, you know, in, in, in a roundabout way, nerf that ship's purpose. But since DFAA is so much of a feel-good button more than anything. Oh, yeah, I, look, and I, yeah. I, know, I know I can go to people that talk good about the CVs. And if you build your captain and your boat for AA, how your DFAA will wipe out planes. But what... This is my argument. Why would I ever build or put a 21-point captain in to put a, such a high specific AA build when A, I might not get CVs for half my games, and B, the CV never even flows over me. You're limiting your impact right. in the game. You're spending, you're spending 21 points for a CV to fly his rocket squad near you, uh, get half of them shot down, go, oh, that guy's AA built, and then never approach you again. Correct, again. correct. Yep. Uh, the same thing would happen. You, you don't get to play the rest of the game. And it's like, well, if you're going to build that specifically for one class, why don't you also have skills that affect your depth charges and just take them spe take specifically uh, anti-submarine? Anti I'm not even going to rant right? about the skills that they announced yeah. for the hybrid captain <laughs> boat builds. Um, and we, also with the IGN cruisers, you get the honourable and absolutely useless, unless you're using it for a close-in support um, spotter nowadays, fighter. Do you remember, gents, when the last time uh, you pop, popped a fighter because a CV was forced to engage with you? Most CVs see a fighter, they'll just sail away, strike something else for 60 seconds and come back over you with something else. Yeah. Um, fighters are useless in the game. They... they other than popping up a plane that would just circle your ship, you should be able to have a, say, six or seven kilometer radius target what's coming at you and make it go off after it and try and engage it that way. A new RNG mechanic, but rather than just sail over your plane for 60 seconds, or sail over your ship for 60 seconds, it, it's a useless mechanic and they seriously need to work the fighter um, consumable as a whole across the board. I think the problem with the fighter consumable, especially in the age of the, the one-and-done squadron, like the Nakamovs, yep. is that they are made to punish the CV post-drop. If he flies over your and ship that, or long enough for it to lock. Yes. Yes. If he is over your ship long enough to lock, which means he has slow enough planes, uh, and he doesn't F out immediately after the drop, or he doesn't have a Nakamov, then the fighter will go after and possibly shoot down some of those planes. And I think that that really makes it very hard to feel like you've been rewarded for pressing that button early enough, seeing that he was coming after you, and, you know, yep. or, playing or, correctly. Or even equipping it. My other bugbear with the fighter is if, say, I'm in a, um, a ship that's got a fighter, I, I can't remember what one off the top of my head. Let's just say I've got one in the mines. Does I have one? I can't remember. Or Turbots or Bismarck. Yeah, yeah. yeah mines. Yeah. 
um, if I'm in the mines, it's got decent AA, and if I have a Lexan coming overhead, if I launch my fighter on his torpedoes and his full squadrons, and it locks on, it might shoot down one or two planes, but after it does its attack run, it recalls, and so the Lexington still got a strike off, he still has over half his planes, he turns around to strike again, and then my fighter's on a cooldown of two minutes, because it does... needs a nap. Yeah, it, sometimes it does such a poor stroke as the player can heal through it, it can, they can turn and avoid the fighter. It, it, it's, it's an automatic mechanic that is... And it really doesn't yeah. matter because it doesn't shoot down enough planes to really do anything unless Correct. it's like an Akimov that somehow manages to get a plane shot down by a fighter. Because the slots just get filled by planes from the rest of the squadron anyway. As a general rule yep. now for me, I put spotter aircraft on all my vessels where they have the option. I only take a fighter if there's nothing else to replace it with. It, it, it is the most useless consumable going around. The thing that we're getting on the new Japanese cruisers just shows me that I, I can't understand how they think it's a useful consumable anymore in this day and age. The, what I use fighter for is that if I see the CV coming to my general area, I'll pop it. And then I'll use the minute that it's up to try and get close to something with AA. Because most yeah. of the time when you pop it, you see the CV player, you go, okay. And then they'll, you know, they'll be back in a minute or whenever they get them dropping, whatever it's, it is. It's anniversary, it's anniversary weekend. Your Helen, your two Helens in your game are already dead to, um, to the <laughs> yeah. Benson who's taken no damage. And the other one got taught by the, the F3 shimmer. They're both dead. And then your AA is non-existent. And then, and then let's i won't go into that then you hand over sniping well, in actually, the back i'll tell you what uh i i played my hakuryu uh the other day for well yesterday for the the anniversary uh get the knock off the snowflake yeah, i hope you got I reported ran... oh no no my i have lost 30 karma in the past like two or three weeks <laughs> probably unrelated anyway um so I found a, a a rarity. I found a true genius, uh, a a god amongst mere mortals. This was a fighter plane DFAA Des Moines. Oh my god! I I swear the the red tracers, angry flat clouds, and a fighter. And I was so proud of him. That I killed him in three passes just to prove a point. And I'm sure when he's when he, there was a DD and he was contesting, his team goes DM Raider, and he goes, "I don't have Raider." Can you imagine the compliments? Oh, well played, DM. They would have sent. I saw. I actually saw a spotter playing Worcester instead of Raider the other day in the rank game, and the enemy team raged at him in all chat. Oh, man, man just wants to shell enemies from 25 kilometers away. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. What's so, about thirty second flight time? So sometimes people watch um, YouTube personalities that create videos of memes of how much fun is a spotter plane or Worcester, and and it's like in reality, if they don't have the skill to pull it off, it's it's a very poor ship. God, what type of person would actually run that ship in battle? Don't look at me. I swear, I know you know that I have a spotter plane on my Worcester right now, but that's just because I don't play Worcester. <laughs> So um, you del you, del means, you okay. deleted a DM that was full AA build and everything yes. else in three passes. Yes. I am sure he said, well played, sir. You chose yes, me to he die. Was, mm -hmm. He was full of compliments. Uh, he, was <laughs> uh, he said some very nice words. I think they must have... Yeah, I, 
I know that English can be hard for for non-native English speakers. And I think he'd heard these words, you know, said to him on the streets of New York City or something. Mm. And he thought that they were compliments or or friendly greetings. <laughs> and he said them to me. And I felt good about our interaction. Um, no, I got three citadels with the uh, with the dive bombers, came back, made two passes with Torps, and he was done. Sounds like the uh, DD players when I played my Nakamov and I just one line dropped them for half their health, despite me being a terrible yeah. CV player. That it's so easy to do. Yeah. So Japanese cruisers. Just trying to give them AR boost. Jap Japanese cruisers. We're seeing them in game. We'll wrap that part up. But I I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, because um, I know Sea Lord does YouTube contents and he streams on Twitch, and Mr. Pickles plays the game a lot. What's the funniest message you've ever received? in port after a game from a player either on your team or on the opposition oh i mean i've gotten a lot of messages I don't, none of which i can repeat here um well while, while you guys think of that i've got one it was, it was actually when i was streaming it was my first game on the stream and um i was in a jervis or something it was a crack and it was a it was a massive game and into the port the guy goes to me he starts messaging me going gg nice hacks you're running i'm sending this report to wargaming enjoy your perma ban i'm like hey i'm a cc i'm a twitch you can watch it right now there was no hacks you can go watch the vod he's just like enjoy your ban i'm like it was still the funniest ever because it was yeah. all on stream i think um i i, I try not to engage with with the the after battle messages and you know i ever since i i, I joined the st program I, I just don't engage in in you know toxic chatting right and, and, you don't have to be toxic you you could you could no, highlight you could you, that, could, you right? could highlight how you or they could play differently uh, I think I think I tried that once. Uh, there was a there was a seventeen nine Shima, and of course that's a that's a bugaboo of mine. Um, is is seeing that that seventeen thousand nine hundred health on a Shima? You, you, and, you know uh, they've gone for top reload on the ten point captain only. Yeah, of course, of course. And so, um, yeah, I said to him, you know, do you, do you not have a he was saying something about about skills, and I said, "Do you not have a you know twenty one point captain on there?" And he goes, "No." And I, and I was like, "Oh, that that's a that's a shame." You know, like SE is pretty important. How did you get to Shima without ten points at least, or there's six points? And he goes, "Well, I just I just don't have enough points for survivability expert." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, how many points do you have? Are you close? You know, you got like five, because uh, it's one or two games." And he says, no, I've got 16 points. Wow. It's just like, okay, what, uh, what torpedoes are you running there? Because I'm, I'm waiting for the meme, right? You know, the 17.9, 20km Shima on J10, right? And, uh, and he says, no, I run the F3s. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, so you you built you built for guns for like the meme. You you want people to see the 1790s like no, it's full torpedo build. And uh I don't I don't have concealment expert. <laughs> <laughs> what? <sighs> and apparently he just he he was he was thinking about getting concealment expert next. 
But what does he have then for 14 or 16 on his... Ca oh, look, let, let, let's leave that one. I, I, le I left it there. Because that... that and, and I was just like, you know what? That That's fine. And I, I thought... They really should do better with the recommended skills. Because a lot of people, they just... They're not going to go on YouTube. Uh, and, they're in, and they're not going to know who to trust on YouTube. And they're not in... Um, you know, communities like we're all lucky to be a part of or running uh, in in Sea Lord's case, um, a a fantastic community of people mm. who are more than willing to help with just general game knowledge mm -hmm. for new players, especially. And I think that's sort of the biggest issue. And I think Wargaming has tried to correct that. They they, they like have new videos. The new videos. How to video. series is fantastic. But how to advance series. It's a bit series. of a meme. You know, but it, it, it's, it's a bit it's, of a meme sometimes. It's seven years down but, the path, and um, yeah. you're Probably. right, you're right. Like, sometimes getting new players engaged to talk about mechanics and so forth, and there are players that don't want to learn. They, they just want to come in and shoot stuff, and that's it. And but That's the, fine. As long but as eventually, no, but the, that is true. Everyone plays the game differently for fun. But eventually these players will make tier 10 and if they're in a CV sub, a DD, in a 1DD game, it might be a Shimmer, it might be a Super DD or if they're in your main BB or something. But if they give their life up for nothing early on because they don't understand the mechanic or they never wanted to, or if they're in a div like that and you lose three boats in two minutes, the game's not fun for anyone. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a bit of a challenge too, especially considering like when you go look up how to guides on YouTube, a lot of them are like six years Five, old. Six years yeah. Uploaded by people that don't upload content anymore. And it's the game changes so much, even in like, I mean, shoot, with whatever reworks around the corner, a lot of stuff's going to go out the window again. Um, mm -hmm. And then some people are stuck getting help from Facebook. That that's a oh man, that's a dark place. I, I, Facebook groups. I, I have I've joined the Facebook groups and generally they can be pretty positive, but I, I haven't asked for advice on there because um don't. <laughs> at least hey, at least you know the F three memes are, are a thing and there's definitely people running them instead of just buying Yukikaze like they should have been. But uh the at least we don't see a whole lot of furious conquerors. And that, you know, that's good to me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine that that hasn't permeated uh, Warship Society. Yet. I, I have a Furious build Lion, because it's got a super heal. Oh no. <laughs> let, let, let it burn and let your HE shells rain out even quicker. Oh my god. It's yeah, a skill that's, that they have. That's, that's, that's what the world needs. Conquer with 16 second reload and arms raised, right? That was a line, but yeah, you could do you could do a furious build. Um, conquer, get take a fire prevention because that way you get the two right. middle fires. If you get three fires, right. you get an even quicker reload because it's it's five percent gun reload reduction per fire. Per you, fire. You get to four. So you, you get, get to, to four, four, and you get a super heal. So four fires aren't going to really bother you in a conk. So get your two or three salvos off. Get dark, press your heal, and just laugh at your quick reload. Yep. Um, oh, and, and you can also, your module slots just open up entirely. Because you don't have to take the, the damage control modules. Hmm. 
that that wow i, I never really thought about that having not to take that on a battleship that you is get prop mod wow you know do so many things yeah like oh we can do stealth so, runner so yeah conquer a legendary yeah oh, dang like if we're moving on to like what the game needs yeah we need in the game that, that's the next my topic answer, what do we need in the game my answer is going to be better tutorials and like more just more information on how this incredibly complicated game works for new players. In client, in client. In client, so like, in client. like they, they do it as you're a new player and you unlock the levels, they'll have a video, but when when I create an old, I don't watch them, like... Um, I was about to say, I, I didn't watch those five years ago. Um, yeah. how, how would they do them, like link to the forums uh, to be honest the best place to put them is on the wiki ha have a link to a wiki on your website on the in-game like war thunder does yeah. it they link to the wiki if you want to learn more about a plane or a mechanic why not link it to the world of warships wiki and then have the how-to videos and other mechanics explained and with clear right. precise links because some of them are really hard to find on that wiki at times um, they could do something like I don't think that is that they do this in War Thunder and PC, but War Thunder and console like sticks you in a a little specialized scripted training um, scenario where it's like this is how you you uh, use your tank, this is how you aim, this is oh, that, how you use. Yeah. They they they, they do that in World of they, Warships. They, okay. no, they they yeah. have. I did it when I first joined EU using um, a, a different client, but because I run two or three accounts into one client because it must be linked to the client not the account because if you create a new account on NA you never get that but if you had a brand yeah. new client you would get it on a new account but yeah they do do it of attack this base in your tier one this is how you fire your HE this it'll show you'll pause and go yeah. this will set fires shoot your guns now and get this and of course your guns when you hit it will set it on fire type thing but they, they do do through it go through it but it would be nice maybe if they did it up to two tier two or tier three. Playing at once is not enough to reinforce those lessons. Because like you, you know, you, you don't have your full you know you don't have the full experience until you're at at least tier four in games. So like whenever you get to your tier two ship, it's like this is how you use torpedoes. This is how you um, can tell where torpedoes might be coming from. This is a cap. You need these. And this is your DD. Make sure it lives. This is well, your role as cruises, this is your role as Belgium, this is your role as, you know, so forth and so on. Backing into caps in a DD, I just, uh, if I could just tell tell that to everyone who wants to play DD, just back into caps. Just do it. Oh, no. I, I've, got a better, I've got a better tip oh, for a DD. Man. If you've got smoke and you puff it, don't make it one puff where you're in, sitting in the middle of the center in one Absolutely. circle, even though your puff goes for 20 seconds. Because why are you surprised when tw 12 enemy ships shoot at that one puff and you're deleted eventually and, they go, and you go, oh, they hit me in smoke. Um, I could see the one puff. Pickles, you wouldn't yeah. be proud of me of a match I had in my small end on stream last night. Oh, yeah? I, I, I defended this cap like a roided out rabid chihuahua in small end. Like... <laughs> Holding, holding back a, a Schlieffen, a Des Moines, and a, a, a Mosfa in Ohio, and the nearest ship away from me is like 15 kilometers, you know, oh, no. at the other cap. And it, it was... I, I, I see what DD's players complain about now, and I understand why so many of them are very, well, first in the ways of many a 
many a language. Oh look, I, I, look, I, I not can... dying is important. Not dying is yes, important. Like yes. as a DD player, I get frustrated <laughs> if you spawn into a game and you got three caps and your two or three vessels, including your two BBs, turn completely the other way to and it's like hang on. All I can do is kite and drop torps and maybe do the odd ambush, but I can't do much because everything that's backing me up is now sailing across the map. That, that, that's literally what happened. Right. They, they saw three ships and they pieced out to the B-cap. Absolutely. So, Mr. Sea Lord, do you think, what do you think we need in this game? Like, what, what future thing can Wargaming add that we really need? Well, I don't think it really needs to be a new feature, what I'm thinking about. Maybe like a... They need to take a good, long, hard look at the current set of consumables in-game and adjust them to what's been added to the game with, like, subs and CVs. Like, DFA, I think they need to bring back the plane um, panicking mechanic where when you would pop it, it would disrupt the dispersion of the drop. That would give DFAA some actual usage now. Um, they need to really take a look at DC especially with submarines and the pings and really, really consider adding in a separate consumable or maybe if you use it to clear a, a ping, it has a shorter cooldown time rather than, you know, having to wait the full duration for it to, um, to come back online. Things like that, you know, things that just really need to be updated. That and the port UI needs to be overhauled. Oh, yeah, the, the port chat. So the port chat. Works. The port chat and yeah. search function. So I can invite people on stream and not waste five minutes trying to see how I can get them in in, in the div. So I've got a I've got a question for you. How would you feel if battleships had access to a degaussing module, like that they would take instead of like a, a, a slot four, right? So, yeah. or slot two or something. So instead of Instead of uh, fire and flooding five percent, three percent, and um, or or uh, engine and rudder, you know, twenty five percent survivability, it would be degaussing, and it would um, it would clear the first ping after it would clear the first ping, and like a CV, you would have a minute. Right. Like a, a minute so, of, it, of it just running. Yeah, yes. actually, that that would be a workable module. Like you take something that would be of module two or three, um, and you could give it to BBs, and th that's a and that, that that that's actually a good idea because you might not get a submarine, so that's a risk you take by taking that module. But if you do get them, right. you're not going to get trolled by them. Yeah, and it's a fair trade too because you're trading a bit of your, um, you know, HE spam and torpedo survivability for potentially not eating those, you know, double pinged homing torps that's gonna cleave like twenty K HP off of your off of your ship. That I or like that least, idea. At least giving you a minute to say, hey, there's a submarine over here, you know, can someone drop a fighter to look for him or can DD <laughs> come help me? You know DDs yeah. are gonna well, run away. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, that's yeah. the other thing too. Like I think if a DD sticks his neck out to like chase down a submarine and depth charge him that thing needs to be dead if he doesn't crash dive to 60 meters the second that DD gets near him. Like, mm. because so I've seen so many DD players that I don't know if they just got done watching Greyhound or, or what, but they, they see the submarine, they run out after him, and then they get, you know, eviscerated because oh, yeah. the rest of the team just blasts them off the face of the map, which means it, then it, submarines don't do anything to him. 
That's if they to... dodge the submarine storks, of course. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. yes. I, I've done so well to avoid it. I won't name anyone of what happened, but there was a particular game I was in the other week off stream, and um, I had a DD division mate. Um, he was going to charge the submarine who was on the surface that dived. He was about to depth charge him, and the submarine raised it, rose out of the water and rammed him and killed them both. And I thought that that was a great trade for the sub because he had no torps, and it it, it just felt trollish because in the end the power was still with the sub. Yeah. Well, and they need they need to add in aiming radicals for um, depth, depth charges. So many people have asked for that months ago. Absolutely. Especially um, with like the 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 the, the, the forward the forward the, the forward yeah. yeah mortars. I've got two bugbears. I got two bugbears. One would be night battles, a true night battle. Um, Absolutely. Um, and I, I've even you, you can do your star shells and buy a space bar. I don't have my space bar bound to anything, and you can do it every sixty seconds. It might light up ten k's or something of space around you. Um, you could you could do it that the game starts in twilight mode like a cyclone, and by the twelve minute mark it goes into full night or something like that. Like, well, that's how the operation is. Yeah. They, they they can do so much more in randoms with that, but they put into the operation and they left it there. But they left the star shells as automatic placement along the map, and they could even do that in randoms, and you could sail around it and so forth. You just but... have a plane fly over every like. 40 seconds or something yeah, to drop it on a cap but it should be RNG based all over the, the map maybe yeah. um, the, the other one is it's it's to do with clans other than clan battles there's not much COTS is team based it's not clan based so we could have Sea Lord Mr. Pickles myself and people from five other clans form a team and call it I, I like anime weebs type thing um, yeah, of and it's nothing to do with clan affiliations. What's the point of a clan and having a clan base when there's nothing to do clan activity-wise? Brawls are brawls. You division up without even clan members. Well, that's that might be Bonks's fault. Uh, it, it, it'd, be, it'd be more than it'd be something that'd be across the servers that a lot yeah. of people would be doing. Um, but there's there's nothing to do with clans. The, the eight Smolensk wall into the single Holland video that got put on Reddit the other day. Look, you were just having fun. <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't involved in, in this tomfoolery, okay? I washed my hands of that. But, but I knew many people who were there, uh, and they are not sorry for their actions. Other than, other than clan battles, where you have to form up with people in your clan, there is nothing else in game that will bond you to play with your clan mates, div up with randoms, or an operation like... The, the... <sighs> well, there's, the, there's the extra stars for naval battles. So if you if you win games in a division with clan members uh, during the week, during the preparation phase for the naval battles, uh, then you can you can have more attempts at the end of the week. And you know, I over the weekend I stand I stand battles. corrected. The, the premier naval yeah. battle event. I completely forgot. That, um, I haven't done naval battles yeah. in about two years. <laughs> okay so uh so i don't think anyone's I, I short that... on oil <laughs> well you know i mean there's the there's the christmas boon of oil that every clan gets right and then <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like um yeah it, it'd, it'd be nice to have an event that you could participate as a clan like oh I, I, I don't know 
there just seems to be it's, they, they've done the division stars which doesn't do much um what's the point of having a clan like um i know you might have these issues see lord other than clan battles or maybe randoms what what gets people playing together as a group because there's nothing really in game that um gives them any direction to do that any any unification to do that i mean it's it's good to Me? be in a clan <laughs> you, get, because, you get the bonuses yeah, yeah yeah you get the bonuses but it's good to have people to play randoms with you know um i think uh yeah but people doing that before clans were even added to the game yeah like um i just think they need more clan content but hmm. but what is the question well what right i i i've i've spoken about it we we did about probably six or seven podcasts ago like when they used to have the world of tank interactive map worldwide so it's not clan battles but you'd have seven or eight plays you'd have a time per week and a day that you'd form off to do a series of three or four naval battles and it would be updating a world map type thing in that type of interactive thing there'd be lots of different ways you could do those clan battles um i believe but it, it wouldn't be clan battles so to speak it'd be a different type of event it'd be good to have events that are clan related that aren't a short-term time thing of three or four weeks and um move on to something else something that would be added permanently to the game mm-hmm. i agree i agree something like world map would be interesting like a like a rework of campaigns to be clan focused that would be that'd yeah. actually be interesting if you had a campaign that you could only complete with three clan plays in randoms that would get you to play with clan mates in randoms yeah. and to complete a campaign together mm-hmm. kind of like the um the conquest system in for honor where you have the different factions fighting over the different right uh, portions of the map you could deploy your assets or whatnot and you would have to complete certain missions maybe with clan mates in in battle to How? get these resources we we mentioned the other week they didn't um they removed the axis and allies event they were going to do six months ago that, that could be clan based you have a vote and you say tsof becomes axis or um another clan we're well, going to go allies and that way you partake in in those events by playing those ships clan related if you're grinding something else that's different but you know what i mean from what i understand that was that was when that was tested um they they sort of realized that uh, it was very hard to to balance oh i i know i i i I do know i was part of the testing back then oh look the u.s side has all the radars the japanese and german side has hydro oh look they're in a dd the dds are radar forever by the five baltimores um that's a lot of fun but you know you get that in clan battles now like we're we're playing clan battles where people one side's got two or three radars some sides don't even they're they're running four sherbergs without radar like uh, you know radar doesn't mean a win it just means you've got to play carefully and i think it I, i think uh if if they want to if they want to bring that back, I think that that would be like a great way to add more historical vessels, like premium tier eights, yeah. Um, that just have the other side's consumables. 
right? Yeah. The, the, like uh, blew her with radar, right? <laughs> um, which would just be a, a hipper that in you know instead of like Prince Eugen's heel, it would just have uh, Baltimore's radar, and it wouldn't have a heel. And there you go. Yeah, they That's, got they got lots of different ways. They could do that, or they could. But then, but then, where do you where do you slide in Sweden, right? <laughs> give them a give them give them hybrid DDs. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, uh, look, I, I won't go down that rabbit hole. No, no, we're already pushing. Fine. But yes, now this week we do not have a history segment unless you want to go look up Greeny's stomach contents that he may have regurgitated by now or maybe not. We're going to go take a bet to see if he actually held his guts overnight. We'll find out in the morning. Um, but gentlemen... Yeah, I think he's quite unreachable at this point. Uh, let's just ping him. in the ICU at this point. Well, yeah. send him pictures of pineapple on pizza. He will enjoy... Or Vindaloo... He loves a good vindaloo for breakfast. Who doesn't like a good hot and spicy curry after they have been sick all night? True. Um, thank you, Sea Lord, for joining us again this week. It was lovely to have you on. It was good fun. A joy as always. And thank you, Mr. Pickles, for stepping in as a co-host at the last moment for Greeny's capitulation to his stomach. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Greeny's done a lot for me, so the least I could do step in at the last minute <laughs> alright gents thank you for your time thank you for everyone for listening um, hopefully you have enjoyed the podcast if you do have any feedback you can direct message myself or Captain Green on Discord we are in the Wales official Discord you can message us on the forums reddits or we have an email that we publish upon this podcast description till then stay safe enjoy the game and um, we'll see you on the seas